This week we got a special episode for you, talking about music and guitarists, and we got four dipshits in a room, locked down with the coronavirus. I don't think we have the coronavirus, but we might talk about it this week on Top 5 for Fighting. We're going to talk about it this week on Top 5 for Fighting. Dozens and dozens of years, decades of years. Decades of years. That's... First of all, first of all, give spoilers. Okay, we are. Oh we yeah, are yeah. Talk about spoilers. That would have been a huge dick if, move. Get the Charmin. Greg's gonna <laughs> shit on something. Tell you this. what's going on. There's a bunch of monkeys looking like they're fucking a coconut. Literally anything in the goddamn fridge. Two hours later, you've got a Haitian mudslide going on, and then it's just you're like, why did I do this? I, he's I got really, that look on his face really like he's getting ready to punch a this, baby. Yeah, this this movie is, was a bag of dicks for me. He used to run through the house <laughs> just hauling ass. Nothing but underwear. Hauling naked, too. His underwear, hauling ass. I'm going to have me some fun. <laughs> I'm going to have me some fun. All right, so I got to make some introductions here today. We got uh, one returning all-star, and we got two new guests. Sitting across the table from me today, we got Ash Bishop is back. Morning, everybody. Yeah, thanks for coming, buddy. You're it's, welcome, a, buddy. it's a Sunday morning at ten o'clock, so everybody is bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. On my left, we got the infamous James Thompson. He of the Waterboy fame and all that other shit. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being here. No problem. Thank you for having me. And on my right, we got Vincent Floros, who is the gentleman that plays the guitar licks and songs for the beginning and opening and the end of the podcast. Uh, I figured who better to have on a show to talk about music than the guy that actually plays the guitar. Vinny, thank you very much for being here. Absolutely. I'm going to call you Vinny because that's what I call you. There you go. So, <laughs> <That's easiest. laughs> so this, this, this show was, uh, was we always asking people for requests for what they want to do. And um, Phil Eddy, who is you know a patron sponsor and, a, and one of our original listeners, he says, you guys should talk about guitarists. And Mike was like, that's not my area. And I'm like, look, I don't give a shit. You're going to get your ass. No, he's kidding. <laughs> He couldn't. He couldn't be here today, so we don't. We don't have Mike, unfortunately. So the show's not going to be funny at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're just going to talk music because uh, I know that. I mean, music has been like a monstrous part of my life ever since I was a kid. The the music that I listened to, that's what I did. That's literally what I did with my entire high school life. Um, James and I have gone to concerts. Ash and I have gone to concerts together. I know that Vinny's into music because we're always talking about it at work. So we were just gonna, we're just gonna throw down our, our we're gonna take our fucking gray matter and just make your life so much better. <laughs> I'm sure that's it's gonna a very happen. small amount of gray matter. This <laughs> <laughs> morning, yeah, very very few cells. <laughs> so. Um, I mean, why don't we why don't we like start why don't we start with this? Because I mean, you're my brother, and I know what kind of we what kind of, I kind of, we know who we know who the father is. Um, <laughs> the so we kind of listen to different music. You, you listen to a little bit different stuff than I do, but you're still pretty varied in what you listen to. So, what kind of what's like what's your go to when you want to listen to something that you want to be happy and enjoy listening to? Classic rock, yeah, like late seventies, early eighties. So you're talking like the Aerosmith, Zeppelin, Pink Floyd era, yes. stuff like that. Yep. And um, do you like any new stuff? Not really. No, I don't. Any country, anything like that? No, because it's not country anymore. It's like Southern Rock, right? It, it's it's like, not even Southern Rock. It's, it's like Molly Hatchet and, and, yeah, and Leonard Skinner were from, from back then. We've, we, I've, I've talked about that with Vinny a little bit. That I don't really mind country, but when I listen to country, I listen to the older country, like George Jones and Merle Haggard and 
I mean, I can even get into like Garth Brooks and stuff like that. The '80s country was pretty good, but once you get into the '90s stuff, I'm just like, eh, I don't really. It's kind of just a reason to go out and sit in a truck and get drunk, right? And now the new <laughs> shit's got Post Malone. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. and I mean, you know what? And I'm and and I'm gonna say a lot of things today, and that's not me shitting on music. To me, the great thing about music is whatever you listen to and it speaks to you. That's that's you. I don't I don't get into today's music because it really seems like it's not. It's it's like a it's 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 not. There's like no heart to it to me, you know what I mean? It's like let's put something together that they can dance to in the club, and that's cool because that's what like people like to do. Me, I'm too fucking old to go to the club. <laughs> I barely made it out of bed this morning. What What about you, James? What kind of music do you like to listen to? Uh, well, I'm I'm more of an '80s. I like the '80s hair bands. You know, okay. back when I was going through high school and everything. Um, I'm mostly more of a heavy metal, harder type of music. Yeah, I do like some classical stuff, Aerosmith, AC/DC, stuff like that. But uh. Mostly like heavy metal, you know, stuff like that. So when you say heavy metal, you mean do you mean like Slayer or are you talking like I do like Slayer. I okay. mean they're not my favorite. I like Metallica and I like uh Five Finger Death Punch, Slipknot, stuff like that. Yeah. I know I know that Vinny's nodding his head over here because he's a slipknot fan, aren't I am. you? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, you know, actually I didn't used to be a slipknot fan until their latest album came out and I really got I really like it a lot. Okay. Uh, that made me start, you know, getting the rest of their library and everything else, and I'm really got into it. But their their new album is it's it's really good. See, I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with Slipknot. I kind of shy away from the that type of. I mean, Slipknot's got some good songs, mm-hmm. and like when when Corey Taylor mm-hmm. when he sings, he's got a great voice. But Slipknot goes like 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 I love Stone Sour. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think they're really good. But but Slipknot kind of kind of takes the car to fifth gear and off the cliff mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, again, if that's your thing, I, I I like listening to some of their stuff. But I can't. It's hard hard for me to listen to a whole album. Yeah. And 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 we need to notice that James is James is fifty two, <laughs> and I'm forty eight. Ash I'm eleven. Is, <laughs> I think Big you're, gap. you should be thirty six. Six. Yeah. And Vinny's twenty two. Twenty three. Twenty three. Well, good for you, buddy. Congratulations. <laughs> that insurance. That insurance break is coming on the car. Yeah, so right. we've got we've got different ages in here. That so yeah, I thought that would make a real good mix. Vinny, what what about you? What's your music? What 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 are you into? Uh, well, you know, I gotta say I'm with Ash on that when it's you know the go to you know for classic rock for me at least you know like. As well, you know, I enjoy stuff like Slipknot and all that stuff as well when it comes like the heavier side of things. But I got to say classic rock like Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, you know, that's definitely my go to. It's hard. It's hard to not like those. Yeah. Right. Did it did it. Um, what what made you do what you do in music? Because, I mean, look, I, I played the trumpet in high school and I didn't have to work real hard at it. I mean, it was I mean, it was a lot of you had to practice it, but it was a pretty easy instrument to pick up. You know what I mean? Right. I tried to learn the guitar one time. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You know what I mean? Oh, same I mean, way. I would love to play the guitar, but God, I mean, just looking at the strings and there's like each string has like 642 notes on it, and then and then you got a whammy bar. I mean, <laughs> what what made you pick that up and do that? Well, honestly, I mean, you know, growing up with all that music is really what started it all for me. You know, uh, there's actually this one time where I was about 13 years old. My dad had picked up a couple guitars from this place that he was working at, and. Uh, I just put on an instructional video that my brother had lying around, and then, you know, that led to YouTube video after YouTube video, you know, just practicing every day. And I initially wanted to play the drums, believe it or not, but that was just too damn loud. So I was like, nah, I'm going to try the guitar, you know, so. Yeah. I, I wish that I had learned to play the drums in band instead of instead of the trumpet. I might I might still play it today. I mean, there's not too many cool guys out there pulling ass with the trumpet in their hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you're all, you're, you're self-taught? You didn't take any lessons? You're yeah. all self-taught? Yep. That's, that's pretty cool. Thank you. That's yeah. really cool. 
Um, and you know what? I mean, I, I mean, what he plays on our on our podcast there isn't like super elaborate, but I've seen him play some stuff, and he's pretty damn good, man. I, I you, you got to get a drummer so you can get your band going. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Come help. <laughs> um, what what drew you to that style of music that you listen to, James? That's a good question. I just I just like the. the I don't know. Maybe I thought I think it was kind of aggressive, you know, and I kind of like that kind of music, you know. I got you. Um, like I said, I do like classic. I'm, I'm not a big I'm not a big Led Zeppelin or a Pink Floyd fan. I just I don't know. Maybe it's just kind of too mellow for me. A lot of the stuff, especially like Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. So I like the more aggressive type stuff. Like I was telling you yesterday, like you know, one of the, the one of the vinyl records, the first one that I bought was Shout at the Devil. And you remember you I mean you were talking last yeah. night about listening to that when you used to come down and listen to it, but. uh after that, it, I was pretty much hooked. That was probably the first record that I'd got that I was hooked, and I just wanted to listen to that. That was one of the first bands too that had come out with that look as well. Because when I mean everybody knows the Motley Crue story, they didn't want to be another Van Halen, so they wanted to do something different. And even though what they played was rock, they didn't look rock. They looked. It was like it was like um, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden had these these album covers that you're like, my God, they must be talking about killing babies and slaughtering horses and everything. And then you put you you listen. And I never listened to them until like honestly, I never really got into Iron Maiden until like 2010, because I was like, oh my God, you know, I I don't know, it's probably just too hard for me because even though I like rock, there's that threshold where I like I, I will I can appreciate Slayer, but I'm never going to open up Spotify and play Slayer. You know what I mean? Like if somebody's playing, I'm like, okay, this guy can play. You know, it's kind of fun, or or like Ministry or someone like that. But, and I'm like, well, okay, I'm going to give it a whirl because I knew three or four of their songs. And dude, Iron Maiden is just, they're off the chain. They are so, they are so incredible and so talented. But I didn't even try to listen to that music until I was a little older because of you. Because we would hang out and I'm like, what is this? And you'd be like, oh yeah, that's Motley Crue. And I'm like, damn, that, that's good. You know what I mean? It doesn't surprise me that you don't like, that you're not a big Zeppelin fan because you don't like blues. You're yeah. not you're not into the blues. And and Zeppelin is very, very heavy in the blues theme. I mean, in fact, there's a lot of songs that they did on their albums that they legitimately stole from blues artists. And when they were like, hey, that's ours, they were like, fuck you. <laughs> it was yours. <laughs> what about you? Because, Ash, you were, you were, you're 11 years younger than I am, yeah. and you kind of listened to the stuff I did when I was growing up, but... I was kind of gone by the time you got older, off in the Marine Corps. So, what made you? What drove you into those songs? Because mom and dad listen to country. Oh yeah, I can't be any farther from them. Probably, honestly, you. Yeah, yeah. A lot of influence from you. Okay, of, you know, that's cool. I I was I I love the eighties, and I know that that sounds stupid. Everybody listens to eighties. Say you listen to eighties music. I've got a playlist on Spotify that has like twenty eight hours of songs on it. That are just from the '80s. It's only from the '80s, and it's not even hairband music, because I put the hairband music in the '80s. The '80s music to me was so incredible because you had so many different things that you could listen to. You had the hair, and then you had—I mean, you had R&B, hip hop had kind of had came out in the late '80s. You had the contemporary stuff that you know. I mean, like it or not, I mean, Michael Jackson is one of the biggest selling album artists in the in the, in history. And then you had the you know the 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 Euro invasion that came in with stuff like New Order, and then you had stuff like The Cure and The Smiths, and and then you still had Van Halen and ACDC. It was you, and then you had country. You had um, 
uh, George Strait and uh, the Oak Ridge Boys and all those all those groups, and it just it's like a it was like a paradise for me because it just it didn't matter what you put the radio on radio on back then if it wasn't a talk radio station you heard something you enjoyed to listen to, and just I mean that's that's where my heart lies at I do love the the classics like I mean I'm, to me it starts about mid sixties because I can li- I can appreciate the Beatles but I don't sit down and put the Beatles on. You know what I mean? It starts with I'm not even a Stones fan really. It really starts with the 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 the, the there's a lot of groups that had like a hit like T-Rex, you know, mm. stuff like that. You hear those songs and you can listen to classic rock and every now and then they'll pull one of those out. And I so mid to late 60s is kind of where it starts for me and then it just plows into into today. You know, 80s yeah. 80s music is is my favorite too. You know, I I love 80s music and it's just it's amazing how one album pretty much made the 80s extinct like the dinosaurs one album from nirvana yeah when that album hit it pretty much just wiped out all 80s you didn't hear about 80s all you heard about was nirvana and the Grunge. seattle the seattle yeah. you know the seattle scene yep and it just it was like the dinosaurs it was pretty much just completely gone the guitar solo went away yeah it really did and i and i and vinnie and i've talked about that I think that what happened there was you had a little bit different generation coming, and this the way that those songs were, and it's like, oh, poor me. That's what they wanted to hear, and they didn't want to hear that stuff, you know, that those people talk about that stuff. Some of the grunge stuff that we've talked about before, like Alice in Chains, mm-hmm. um, they had some, those, those, there was a couple groups that had some really good guitar work, but people didn't want to hear really good guitar work. They mm-hmm. just wanted to hear this song, and other than Pearl Jam's first album, for me personally, I don't know of too many albums that came out of the '90s that I was really into. I did not. I do. I do not care for '90s music. When it, <laughs> I feel bad because we'll be working with the guys, and, and everybody that that works for me is Vinny's age. Uh, in fact, you're the oldest, so everybody yeah. else is younger than you. And I'll have the the radio, and I'll my phone. I'm like, hey, what do you guys want to listen to? Oh, what do you want to hear? And it's always the same thing. And some of you go, hey, let's play some Alice in Chains. Okay, I'll put some Alice in Chains on. I was talking to you about it the other day, and we'll put on Jar of Flies. Mm-hmm. And you get to the whole album, you're like, man, that was a really good album. It's like, listen to another one. I'm like, no, we're good. <laughs> you got to listen to something other than, yeah. than Alice in Chains. Because even though it's good, it's the same Very song. Very repetitive. Yeah, yeah, over and over and over. <clears throat> the hair bands, to me, uh, with the, they call it the decade of excess, with the way M- MTV was. And I know that you guys don't really remember, but man, when MTV, like, it, I, think, I think they first started airing in 82. And I didn't actually have cable because we lived out in the sticks until 2016. In, until last year, yeah, uh, we didn't have cable until like '88. But when I got my hands on MTV, oh my God, was it incredible? Because it was just straight 24 hours music, and they were playing, they were playing Poison and White Snake and Rat um, and and Van, well, bands. Van Halen. It, it seemed like a band put out an album. It seemed like every damn month. I was constantly buying new music. Yeah, they used to. And these days, you can't. It takes bands ten years sometimes to put out an album. Yeah, well, they're too busy in, in rehab. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, I, they were they were in rehab in the eighties too. Yeah, I guess it does take longer, but I think I think now, because see, what used to happen there was you used to make that album and you put that album out and it used to sell a hundred a hundred million copies, and you made you know seven bucks a shot. When was the last time anybody here bought a new CD? From because a new, it's so new, easy to get. Yeah, yeah. Well, you why? can get it for free I from pay, a million places online, and that's what's killing the music. Is you know the bands don't want to make music anymore because they're just like, why am I making something that I spent all this time on, and I'm not going to get anything out of it? For them to make yeah. the money that they want to make, they have to tour. Mm-hmm. 
and that's that's what it is. So they spend three years touring for an album when, you know, Van Halen used to, you know, I think uh, when OU812 dropped, their North American tour was like five months. That was it. They did North America, then they went Europe, and, and that was it. So they'd, tour, they'd do an album, they'd tour for a year, they'd work on the album on the road, you know, and then and as soon as their tour was over, and, and, and six or seven months after that, you had a new one. But these guys now, they're playing everywhere. I mean, they don't, they don't just go to Tampa. Cause we Look used- at Metallica. They don't ever go off tour. They're on tour. You know, they, they went that- from Death Magnetic straight into their new album. Didn't even stop. Just went straight in and started touring again. And they're they're still touring. We're not touring now. Nobody's touring, but yeah. you know, they they were still touring when this whole thing hit. That's where the money is though, I think. I think oh, you, yeah. you're you're looking to I mean, Jesus Christ, man. I go to a, a, I went to that Rush the I I saw Rush on their last tour and I think it was 2015. I can't remember. I it was 15 or 16. So the Clockwork Angels or whatever? Um the no, the R40. The, the last tour. And I'm like, you know what, man? I really want to buy a T-shirt. And that was the shit, man. If When I was in high school, if you got to go to school wearing a, a, a concert shirt, oh, oh, you were the... You went to a concert last night. You are badass. And I walk up to the I walk up to the thing and I'm looking at it. I'm going, I don't think I want to pay $50 for a T-shirt. They'll I mean, finance you. Fi- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you got any, you got any uh, blood and your firstborn child here? That's like, uh, you know what I mean? So I still like the concert. Avenue. I like going to concerts, although I don't like being around people. But you know, you go to a crowd like that. It's, it seems like I. It seems like everywhere I go, I get that one dipshit. That, that's you know, you're at a com- comedian show and you're just like, oh yeah, remember that happened to me? No, it didn't, fucker. No, it didn't. Uh, that stupid shit. But I think that that's how they they make their money. Because I mean, I pay I think eleven ninety nine a month for Spotify, and it's just for the family account. I can listen to anything I want to. It, it uh, so I don't. In the garage, I think I have. I'll bet you I have 500 CDs in the garage, because that's how I wanted to do it. I, I like to buy the CD, and mm-hmm. and you, you used to have to, and I kept doing it because I'm like, no, no, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't want to go digital. I don't want to go digital because, like I said, I know it'll happen. I'll be the guy that'll be sitting here wanting to listen to something, and I'll have it digital, and the internet will be down, and I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you guys, I know you and Ash remember when I moved out of the apartment, that big ass box of CDs. Yeah. Holy shit, dude! That thing is still sitting in my dad's shed. It. I bet you it weighs 250 pounds. Yeah, I was down pounds. a whole fucking week after carrying that shit out. Yeah, it Dude, was. I had so many albums, and I took them. I took them one by one and downloaded them onto Apple, onto iTunes. Every single. So I told you last night. I've got a hard drive in my car that's got damn near 100 gig of music on it. It's got over 7,000 songs damn. that I hand downloaded. Just a couple of discs here, a couple of discs there on the weekend. I do like 100 at a time. Oof. It took me a long time. So if I lose that music, I'm probably going to commit Harry Carey on somebody because <laughs> it took me a, a, a long damn time to download that music yeah uh, yeah because it, it I, I think when I used to put mu- uh, music on my iPod it'd take like 15 or 20 minutes a CD if I remember correctly that yeah. seems about right yeah yep. yeah sounds about right yeah you're right I mean going to the music store and, and actually buying like a, a cassette tape back when you and me were growing oh up god I mean it was great and you don't have that now. It took me the longest time to download music because I'm just like, I just don't feel right about downloading music. I gotta have something I can hold on to, you know. You but feel now kind of like you can't it. you can't find them anywhere. Yeah. You know, online some places, but there's no more music stores, you know. No more specs. Yeah, no more specs or peaches or tower turtles. records or yeah, turtles. turtles. Yeah. Yeah. I I I um I would almost spend too much of my paycheck when I was in high school. Because I've, I've had a job since I was 16. And I would get a paycheck, and I my, I would literally, when I would cash my paycheck on Friday, I would go to Specs or Turtles or something on, on Saturday, and I would buy the new 
whatever tape it was. Because, I mean, in the 80s, because uh, we're talking when I had a job, that would be like over 87 and on. Um, there was just, I mean, th- there was dozens and dozens of bands that you could, like you said, there was like an album a month. So I would go down there. And plus, I was always trying to get my collection backdated too i was trying to get the floyd and the zeppelin and and you know the genesis and stuff like that and uh my dad got mad at me one time and he told me he says you i don't want you buying any more tapes he says you're wasting your money and i'm like okay dad that's great you got it and of course i didn't listen to him so i thought i was going to be slick right so i yeah i'm going to go over to my buddy's house okay no problem and i get back home and he goes hey what tape did you buy and i'm like uh i didn't buy a tape and he goes yeah you did because Fucking specs just called and you left your driver's license down there. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, oh god damn, it, man. <laughs> it's fucked up. Fuck, I said, dude. I said, Lou Graham, <laughs> wham. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was, dude. I could go to a record store. I could go to a record store and look for an hour and a half and not buy anything. Just look. Oh man, look at this. Look at this. Right. Just so. But it, and it, now, how do you how do you get your music, Vinny? Well, see, that's the thing about you know today everything's digital, so you know nobody's buying the hard copies anymore. I personally love the hard copies. You know, like I actually still want to buy a record player of my own, but you know it's getting to that point. Because <laughs> you know everything everything's on Spotify, so it's just like why. But you know, again, I like the hard copies. But you know, getting to that point, I feel like uh, I don't know. I mean, it just kind of came naturally. Like I mean, I was buying CDs at like one point for a while but then you know like i said you know you get to that age and then you know, it's like oh it's like everything's on my smartphone now it's like why buy cds anymore <laughs> i i loved the cd thing but now who owns a cd player no but vinyls come back strong yeah vinyl has come back strong but you know what they can kiss my ass i'm not paying anybody 35 dollars no. for a fucking album no. I, I that's that's that is absolute highway robbery yeah. and i know that they say that that's the truest form and it sounds the best my biggest reason that I switched from from d- CDs over to uh, digital was just because of space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I don't have a CD player in my car. Um, a lot of people do, but it's not like it was in 2000 where you, if your car didn't have a CD player, you were like, "What's your fucking problem?" Now, if your car doesn't have an auxiliary jack, yeah. you're like, you're you you know you're, you're you're all ghetto fabulous. You're sitting at a stoplight, uh, yep. fanning through your your disc, waiting for the yeah. light to turn green. You're yeah. like, okay, I gotta find it. Oh damn, the, the car, light's green. Right. Car rides down the road like this, <laughs> off off level and shit, because your CDs were sitting in the front seat. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, and and then uh, the other thing about it too was, I I've kind of. Spotify has gotten me to where when I used to buy an album, I would start from the beginning and go all the way to the end. And then I would go back to the beginning and go all the way to the end. Like if I had a cassette, um, Ingwie Malmsteen's uh, um, Odyssey album, when I bought that, I think it stayed in my tape deck in my car for probably three months just because nice. I was like, my God, this is incredible. And that was because, but now I'm like, I'll listen to three songs, but now nah, I want to listen to something different. You know, oh, now I'm going to listen to something different. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to albums the way I used to anymore. And I, I think that that kind of hurts the music industry simply because some of my favorite songs from the 80s are songs that were not on the radio. You, I never, you never would have heard them if you hadn't listened to the album. Um, so that, but having to carry the CDs around is really what made it difficult. And if I wanted to listen to a CD in the house, I think the only thing I've got is. A computer. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have just like a CD player with speakers on it. I mean, I don't think anybody does anymore, do they? Not in the house. I guess you could use your Blu-ray player or your. Or your I guess you could use your Xbox if you wanted to, but yeah. then you got to play it through the TV. Mm-hmm. 
You know, so I mean, I mean, and if that's the case, if, if like if I wanted to listen to it through my Xbox and play it to the TV, I'm probably playing a game, so I don't have room for the CD. So yeah, you know, that's the thing. I think I have like maybe eight copies of actual CDs left. The rest are, you know, like that's why I say like referring to like hard copies, like meaning vinyls. You know, like that's my interest in you know any kind of hard copy that I'd ever think about buying, just because like I find it cool just to look at them. You know, like how that it like originally came out. You know, it's like holy shit. But see, that was the reason that we used to buy the CDs and the ta- or the tapes, the cover back, art. The, w- yeah. Well, the lyrics. The lyrics. You, you yeah. actually could like too, look yeah. at it. You could look yeah. at the songs and yeah. everything else. And, and, and it had the, they had the liner notes and everything. But I, and I can't tell you how many times I would buy an album or a cassette. I've always called them album, no matter what I'm buying. Mm-hmm. So I would buy the cassette and I would open that bitch up and there would be no lyrics. And I'd be like, man, fuck this. <laughs> I don't know what this guy's saying. You yeah. know what I mean? Cornbread. Cornbread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now, now that you don't need that either, because I mean, you just go right online and boom, there well, they are. Well, that's what's changed the industry: is the internet. It, it, it has everything. It really for sure. I mean, I guess it started with Napster. Really? I mean, I really, if I if I give you twenty dollars something, I want to have something in my hand, yeah. not just something, because yeah. I'm always worried something's going to take a shit and everything I've bought is gone. Yeah. Like, See, exactly. um, Mike and I talk about, uh, and James and I were talking about this week was voodoo. And mm-hmm. I, I hadn't really done much with voodoo, voodoo because economics? no <laughs> voodoo voodoo that you do uh, the digital uh, platform on, on Roku or or on the internet where you can where you put like when you buy a, a Blu-ray or a 4K 4K you get the digital copy and you download it there right so you can watch it wherever you want yeah that's fantastic if I'm sitting here during a hurricane and I'm running off a generator I ain't got no internet mm. so what am I what am I gonna watch. You're right. That's my that's my fear is that I'm going to pay eleven ninety nine for this CD or for that, and then when I want to go listen to it, oh no signal! Look at there, what a surprise! <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's nope. that's my but but you don't really have much of a choice to do that either. The kind of there's you, I mean, where are you going to go buy a CD? Stick it on a flash drive. Flash drive goes corrupt or something. You still lose all your shit. I, if I was James, like he said, if if, if I plug it in and. I, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, the sad thing is, is that you know, I, I I took a lot of dedication and a lot of love for this the CDs that I bought. I mean, I, I liked them. You know, they were me. And uh, after I downloaded them onto a hard drive, and I moved out, I can't even give them away. Nobody wants them. No. Yep. Pawn shops don't want them. You know, I tried to give them to the VA over to uh, Goodwill, and they're just like, we just don't take that kind of stuff anymore. I'm just like, dude. I've got like thousands and thousands of yeah, dollars. That's in, my retirement. I can't even give yeah. them away. Yeah. Well, DVDs are the same way. Yeah. Yeah. D- DVDs are the same way. You used to be. I mean, you remember when you used to walk into Best Buy? Even Best Buy. Let's not talk about record stores. You walk into Best Buy and they had like four aisles of CDs. Now all they have it's is clearance. Clearance, or you might be able to best of. One, this all one, best one, of. Yep. One yep. little section where it's best of. You know, Super Tramp. Yep. Um. And 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 the new releases. That's it. The the hot stuff like you know Ariana Grande or not even that. Best Buy oh, they don't have those they're anymore. they're completely done with the CD business. They don't they don't do CDs anymore. A lot of places don't do it either. I looked at um, uh, Barnes and Nobles across the street, and they get all, the, all they get are like the hip hop hits. They get the hip hop you know top of the line ones. But if you're looking for something you know a little different uh, in genre or whatever, they don't have it. They don't have any kind of selection. It's just it's one wall. And they have, you know, the one albums that come out that week, and it's just basically hip hop and stuff like that, and that's it. Oh man, times are changing. <sighs> that makes yeah, me sad. Are. Hang on to your CDs when you're 50, James. They'll be worth something. Oh, they're still <laughs> sitting on the damn shed. Yeah, they're they're, they're like uh, <laughs> those are like my football cards that people told me to hold on yeah. to. Ooh. 
Woof. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> movies. You know, you spend, you know, 20, 30 bucks on a new movie. And my parents had a garage sale and they got like maybe maybe a dollar like a each for oh, them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a more dollar. than I was getting shit. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, people buy Blu-rays. They don't buy DVDs. Yeah. We we we, yeah. we did a, a a garage sale right before Christmas, and we went up to uh, Susan's parents' neighborhood, so like an older retirement neighborhood, and they had a, a, a community one. They had people driving through, and I had I had five or six Blu-rays on there, and the first guy that stopped bought all of them. I think I think I got like four bucks a piece for them, three bucks a piece. It wasn't much. It's de- definitely not what I paid for them. I mean, that's not what you get at a garage sale anyway. But yeah. it were movies that I had, you know, that I had, and then I upgraded because I'm I'm upgrading a lot of my inventory from DVD to Blu-ray or 4K simply because the cases are smaller <laughs> yeah. and less space with all the DVDs and shit that I have out there. But you know, it's you're right. I, it's it's really weird. I wonder I wonder what the next level is right got a microchip in your head you just down music to your head i don't know how we can go any farther than where we are now just well turn the tv on download it that's what we said when they came out with hd tv remember yeah remember you used to have those old television tube tvs and you're Mm -hmm. like ah what this what's the score we can't can't see now now you can see that guy's nose hairs yeah oh it's crazy holograms everything's gonna be floating oh shit we're gonna have like an apple watch shit well now they got 8k tvs coming out but that's great, but you can't use nothing them. Supports yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. Nothing supports it. Yeah, nothing. No, no TV channels support it. You're all, you're still watching 4K, but you're spending six thousand dollars on TV, and we're selling them. I we think sell it, them. I think you have to stop at some point, don't you? I mean, how much clearer do you need your picture to be than 4K? Seriously, that window. It's pretty damn clear that 8K is. I, I, well, I'm sure that. it is. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my god, let's take a break. Let me tell you about our friends at Not Water Barbecue. Tell me. I words escape me. So we just got done eating a three-pound bag of wings with the hot, the medium, and the mild pepper sauce. I do not eat hot, spicy foods. The, the hot is amazing. It's amazing. I, you can classify this differently because it's a hot sauce that actually tastes very, very good. I agree. It's which not, is tough to find. This is not a barbecue sauce. The barbecue sauce is coming. Um, thanks a lot, China. You've, you've yeah. slowed it down a little bit. Jerks. Jerk, no, I'm just kidding. But they're, they're 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 suffering from the COVID thing, just like everybody else is. But they were able to get us some of the pepper sauces, and we just cooked the wings. Um, we partook. The marketing angel partook. We all love them. This is this. You know what? I expected something good. I didn't expect something this good. Yeah, it's it's impressive. And one of the things I like about it too, it's a it's a brand new business. It's run by a couple guys. It's done here, lo- not locally, but it's it's done here in the states in Iowa. Um, it it's an American company, it which is always good. But above and beyond all of that other stuff, this stuff tastes amazing. It's got flavor that has spice in, included in the flavor, and I'm cool with that. Uh, go to notwaterbarbecue.com. K N O T W A T E R B B Q dot com. Use the code Fighting Ten. That's Fighting the number one, the number zero, Fighting Ten. Get ten percent off your purchases. Purchases. They have hats. They have shirts. They have the hot sauce. Um, they have a rub that we have not tried, but we will be trying it soon. And um, thanks a lot, guys, for sponsoring us. Try it. Trust me. You try it, and you will love it. I. Ridiculously off the chain. We will be posting a picture of the, the chicken wing plate. Yes, for sure. Not water barbecue with a K dot com. With a K? With a K. With a K. <laughs> wow, we ran through the gamut right there. Holy crap. That was a quite the break. 
Um, hey, I, I, you know what we didn't talk about? We didn't talk about radio. How much it's changed. Does anybody listen to the radio anymore? A little bit. When my phone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know. You? At work. A little bit. At work? Yeah. I listen to Sirius XM, and they tried to screw me when my um, my subscription ended, so I just shut it completely off. It's the loneliest part of my life. I didn't know how much I would miss it until you're driving in your car and you're listening to just regular over the wave radio and you're just like, ah, oh, God, I miss my Sirius XM. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about is regular over the wave radio. Because um, Sirius is, I mean, I love Sirius. I stopped getting Sirius because, I mean, I can get what I want through Spotify now, right? And Sirius is like three hundred and something dollars a month or a year. Well, it's, it depends. You you can talk them down, but you got to call them and you got to you got to actually talk them. You can and you can get them on the internet, but it seemed like every time I used because I was typically using the app because I didn't have a transponder. I mean, in my van, they didn't. They, I don't think my van even has a radio. Uh, they, I was using the app and I would like play it through the Bluetooth. And what I have is because my, I have a the work van, as you guys know, and then it's not a very good sound system, and the right speaker is out. So I'm not going to put money into that. So I have the job site radio that I always play my phone through. That way I can plug my phone in and it's no big deal. Um, I would try to use the app, but it seemed like every time I wanted to use the app, it would it would lag. Um, you know, I, I couldn't get it to to uh, it would play half a song and then it would it just whatever. Um, and I just kind of got to the point where I'm like, you know what? If I want to listen to stuff, I'll just listen to a CD or something. I loved XM. I do love XM. I think it's a, a really great product, but I think it's very it's too expensive. I mean, three- I pay four ninety nine a month. Oh, that's it. That's it. You just have to you have to give them a credit card, and you have to just let them just keep taking the money out of your off your credit card. That's the way they'll do that. All we right. pay Quinn's right at seven dollars. I canceled mine. I cancel it when it's not hunting season. Then I turn it on so I can listen to the games on the way home. All right, fair enough. But she's yeah, seven dollars a month. I can't and I won't listen to regular broadcast radio anymore. I refuse. I refuse. There's not a lot of channels out there anymore. I mean, there's maybe three or four, maybe at the most. I think here yeah. we have we have two country. Yep, nine nine five and one oh four seven. We have rock. Ninety eight rock. Nine seven nine. Which yep. is which is they play the stuff like five finger and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You have classic rock. Which is one oh three five. Yep. Which and then um you have a contemporary. Hundred point seven. You have one oh one five. And then you have a couple of like they call them oldies stations, but like uh Q one oh five is like kinda eighties. They're kinda eighties, but yeah. they play nineties, it's eighties, seventies, eighties, nineties. And then you have Ten R and B channels. Yeah, ninety four nine, ninety four. And then you have the one alternative channel that I don't even. Buy. I used to listen to it, but I don't even listen to it anymore because I can't stand anything that they play. Um, my my problem with with radio is it's ruined some songs for me, and we've talked about this before. And one of those songs is "Whole Lot of Love," okay, yeah. by by Zeppelin. Now this is a really good song, but do the radio stations know that they made other songs? Are they aware that Led Zeppelin had like nine albums? The only fucking song they play is a whole lot of love, and they play it every day, every day. You can't. I, come on, guys. Ninety-eight rock. They. I don't need to hear Nirvana every hour. I really don't need to hear Nirvana every they think hour. You do. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. And you. What do you hear? Five songs, four songs, and it's a ten-minute commercial break. Oh yeah, that's that's what killed me was the damn commercials. My God, it just it just it's commercial after commercial after commercial. And it's the same stupid ass commercials. Uh, so I, I don't listen. I, I wonder how long it'll be before that genre is dead. Because that ain't. Because remember, remember, you were someone if you were a DJ in the. In, remember when we were kids? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, they're gonna have the DJ at the the Ford opening. Oh, we got to go down there. And I mean, Jack Harris. He's like one of the m- most famous people in the Tampa Bay area. If he Mason Dixon. Yeah, Mason Dixon. If 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 they were doing that now, 
who who are you? Shut the fuck up. I'm, he sells you hearing know, aids now. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, I got I got my nephew out back. He's probably a DJ as well. <laughs> he is. I mean, you look at '98 Rock back. You know, when I was over in St. Pete, you know, Bubba the Love Sponge. Mm-hmm. You know, just it was oh, killing it. '93.3, the Power Pig. Yeah. Remember the Power Pig? Yeah. I mean, they yeah. were doing events and stuff like that, and you can go over there, and it was packed events. But now, it's just it's just music and commercials. They don't do any kind of special events or. Nothing like yeah, that. To come out and see us tomorrow from 2 to 4 at Peepo Chicken. Yeah. What's the name of that place that we went to that day? What oh, was the name of it? Jolly Bees. Jolly Bees Chicken. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're Get driving. Chipmunk here. We're, dri- <laughs> 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 We're driving down the road, and we see these big banners, and we typically eat lunch all together. And I was like, what is that place? It was right across the street from the Home Depot down on Park. This is in Pinellas Park. In Pinellas. I heard something yeah. about that. And, um. We're like, um, Jolly Bee Chicken. Like, um, okay, I, hell, let's go try it out. So we park, and we walk up, and we look at the menu, and um, they, weren't, they, they were expecting to be so busy that they had, it was like you were about to ride Hulk at Universal. <laughs> they had turnstiles. and The queue line? Yeah, it had a yep. massive queue line. <laughs> and we get up there, and Jason goes to walk in, and she's like, oh, no, no, you can't go in, you can't go in. There's a, only a certain amount of people. And he goes, oh, okay, well, let me look at the menu. He's looking at it, and I said, um, what do you think? He goes, yeah, I ain't waiting for this. <laughs> and we do some research, and it's Jolly Bee Chicken. And it looks like their, their little menu, it looked like a generic KFC, and it's based out of Thailand. So why am I why am I eating fried chicken from Thailand? Yeah. Jolly Bee Chicken. Was it chicken? I, sure? I, I, it's I, from the wet market. It's yeah. the wet market. Yeah. It's probably a bat or something. Oh my god! It's but, Wuhan walrus. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's where we're gonna be. Two to four tomorrow. We're gonna be at Jolly Bee Chicken. Come on down. There ain't no fucking buddy going. Home of the famous Chicken Joy. Whatever that, that is. That's chicken. right. They called it the Chicken Joy, and yeah. you're like, um, oh, the meal was like a fried chicken breast, and a biscuit, and white rice. Not white, not not black beans, not gravy, white white rice. That's two starches. That's not healthy. I'm like, um, <laughs> right. So that was that was uh, that was interesting. I think we ended up going down to like PDQ or something. But yeah, that was track. that was a funny day. Something yeah, a something better. better. Yeah, something better. So um, I I I do really worry. I don't worry. I guess I don't worry. I'm just surprised that it's still a genre or a or a, a media form that's still out there. I know that you. It's good for some things, like you know, if you're listening to a Bucks game or a sports, you know, the Rays or something like that, you listen to it on the radio. But I don't know of anybody that listens to the radio for the radio. Yeah. Well, I, you you look at it. You buy a new car, they give you six months of Sirius XM, and they get you hooked on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, First nobody free. listens to it. <laughs> and you know, talking about CD players, I I don't think cars even come with CD players anymore. My car didn't come with a CD player. I think it's an extra. I think really I, it, maybe, for a while it was. You had a radio, and you're like, God, can I have a tape deck? You know, I need a tape deck. I need a tape deck. And then you had to pay extra for the tape deck. Then tape decks became standard, and then it was DVDs. Oh, man, I need a DVD I need a, or a CD player. I need a CD player. So you had to pay extra for the CD player. Then the CD players were standard, and then it was like, oh, my God, I need that aux jack. I need that aux jack. Mm-hmm. And now the aux jacks are standard. So if you want a CD player, you have to uh, – it's an upgrade. You got to get a different – it's – it's fucking weird. You gotta you gotta pay more money to go back in technology. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, because nobody wants it, so it's a, it's it's a. But but you're right. I they don't. I don't think they come with them anymore. They do come with flash drives and the aux port, mm-hmm. and a lot of them now are are wireless. You don't even need the aux port. Um, Bluetooth. Yeah, the yeah. new radio mm-hmm. that we put in the truck when we upgraded that radio, yep. it's 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 wireless. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that one's nice because it has the aux cord and it's Bluetooth, so you have the option. You can do either or. Yeah. That's that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Mine has an SD slot. Does yours? 
Yep, and it's got and a it's USB. A it's got a USB. It's got yeah. an STD. Yeah. What? STD? What? <laughs> STDs. <laughs> BBC. My car's got the clap. <laughs> <laughs> I got to take, take my my car to the clinic. Uh, pees. It hurts when it pees. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, let's, let's, let's talk about music. Fuck it. Um, this is a very easy question for me, but uh, we'll go around the table. <clears throat> Who's your favorite? And this is a very hard question, and it's subjective. Because if you ask me, I have different favorites for different genres. Who's like if you if you wanted to sit down and listen to something that was going to make you happy, and you knew every time that was going to make you happy, and, and that was your love. Who who is it? What do you, what do you listen to? Me? Yeah, I gotta go with Ozzy. Yeah, I mean, see. I've I've always liked. I mean, even when I had the the license plate on the front of my Mustang, <laughs> I've just I've always liked his music. You know, I mean, he just you know. You even I like Sabbath. Like, I do like Sabbath. Yeah. yeah. I think the new Sabbath album they made, 13, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was really, really good. Okay. You know, they kind of, they didn't stay in the in the old Black Sabbath. They kind of evolved and kind of, you know, made it, you know, I don't want to say new music, but it still had the vibe of being Black Sabbath, but it was, it was just more of a, of a I don't know, a... It was it was it was upgraded. Yeah, was I mean upgraded. it was still Black Sabbath. It still had that sound, that like that real rough grunge sound, not mm-hmm. grunge sound, but r- rough rock sound. But um, it was it was a little more, you know, I don't know, polished to the days, to days, yeah, like going music. from like going from Master of Puppets to Black Album. Yes, it was still Metallica, but it just had it was it just, evolved. It, yeah, it just evolved. What about yeah. you, Ash? Shit, that's not. I don't know. There's so many. <laughs> um, probably Phil Genesis. Okay, Sting. Um, I don't know. I can do Ozzy, uh, Judas, a lot of their shit. You know, if you just want to get like what, what level of happy, like I'm happy, I'm horny or I'm happy. I want to kick your ass or I'm happy. I'm, you know, what kind of happy, so many different levels of happy, but yeah, you know, no, you're going, you're going to go out in the barn, get, I'm going to go out in the barn and you're going to bang a goat. I'm going to put on Genesis. You wake up, you hammer on it. Yeah. <laughs> you take I don't a nap. know. Probably, probably number one would be Phil or Genesis okay. or something. Yeah. yeah, and 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 that's. I mean, all these answers are really good. I I know because I I see what's tattooed on your forearm there. What's your what's your happy go to place? Yeah, I I would say Zeppelin would have to be my happy go to. <laughs> just like I don't know, there's just like a lot of work, like a lot of the work that you know Jimmy Page has done is just like I don't know, something different. Like there's not really a song that I don't like. So you know that's. I would say if I would have to pick one, it'd have to be Jimmy. I got you. Okay. Um, I mean, everybody knows what mine is. Mine's Rush. That's that's yeah, whenever absolutely. I'm whenever I'm wondering what I'm going to listen to or I can't make up my mind, I just pick a Rush album and go. Um, but I mean, I like like I've said before, all of those bands that you guys just said, those are all a, just monstrous influences on me. Not like my musical career, but just I can like oh I remember I remember that time I was all sad because that girl broke up me and I listened to this song or. I, that I, that happened a lot. <laughs> you know, it's just it's to me to me it's really amazing. I mean, I'm not, you know, I was born in the '60s, but you know, I didn't really listen to music and everything. But it just amazes me how people, you know, like your age, they still like that kind of stuff, like the Zeppelins and the Pink Floyds and you know the old Black Sabbath and all that kind of stuff. It just amazes me how people they like that kind of music. You know, there's some people out there like I don't want to say millennials, but you know, these radicals that everything's got to be this and that. And you still got people that actually go back to the, you know, the roots of music and they actually, they, they appreciate it. So it's kind of cool to see. Well, if you don't have those roots, 
even though we've talked, we don't really. I, it is music, but it's not. It's not music to me. I mean, in the eighties, a lot of stuff started going to computers. You know, techno with drum machines, and everything, and even Phil Collins uses a lot of drum machines. It, it's there's something about what those guys used to do. And I'm not a Rolling Stones fan, but I give them a lot of credit. It's like Kiss. I'm not a Kiss fan, but I give them credit. They, these guys got together and they made something, and they and they would you know they'd bang out this song, and and that's what they would do. You don't have today's music industry without that music industry. You really don't because it never. You had to have something that was the foundation that that evolved and built up to that. And some of those guys that did that stuff. I mean, my God, we're looking at we're looking at some bands right now that are touring that are on like their fiftieth anniversary tour. I mean, I saw the Who a couple years ago. I was fortunate. I've only seen I've seen the Who twice. I saw them on their twenty fifth anniversary and their fiftieth anniversary. And these guys are still crushing it. Just I mean, just still so good. These guys have been making music for fifty years, and it's 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 crazy that that has come out of that era. And they, the 60s, and they survived it because, you know, they were smart enough to not drop acid or whatnot every night. But you're, you're right. It's, it's, and it's, it's a part of culture. You watch a lot of movies and a lot of TV and a lot of entertainment. They have a lot of that old music in it. You still hear, uh, see movies where they're playing a Led Zeppelin song mm-hmm. or a Pink Floyd song. It's not rushed so much because they're not, they're not that, that power band that people, you know, listen to it. Rush seems to turn a lot of people off for some reason, and I get it. You know, it's a it's a different taste, but it's really weird to me. And and you're right, but amazing that. I mean, I got all four of you guys. You all of all the guys when we're listening to you gonna don't have any issue listening to whatever we put on, and that's unusual because I know some people like I ain't listening to nothing but country, yeah. or if it ain't Jay Z, it ain't playing. You know, yeah. think things like that, and you're like, man, that's kind of. Uh, a friend, a guy that used to work with us, he loved Kanye. He loved Kanye. Kanye was his favorite. He was his hero. And he would listen to Kanye over and over and over and over and over. Now, I can listen to Rush over and over and over, but even I take breaks from, from Rush. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, got, I got to listen to something else. And I do, I do find that my mood affects the music that I pick when I'm driving in the car, too, that I'm listening to. It's really weird, um, you, you know, which I, I've always thought was kind of weird. That you would you'd love a band, be like, no, I'm just not in the mood to listen to them. That's kind of well. That's the best thing about music is you know it 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 it, it helps people it up you know it lifts them up a lot of times you know when they're feeling bad you know you want to listen to this song, and it's probably one of the only mediums that can, you know that that people like to go to you know because it, it changes your feelings it changes your whole being I mean a lot of times, and everybody talks about it so yeah. What's the one band that you never got to see that you wish you got to see? And you can't say Zeppelin because well, no, that's too yeah, easy. Yeah, no. Um, I'll say, are we going around the table or are you starting with me? We'll go around the table, but if you want to go last, we'll go last. Um, wow, that's tough. One, I'll go man. first. Yeah, go ahead. Mine's Floyd. Yeah? I had tickets to see Floyd on their Momentary Lapse of Reason tour and <laughs> oh. ended up having a band function, uh, with a band competition in Daytona that week, and they were in Orlando. And uh, I had to I had to get rid of the tickets because I couldn't I couldn't make it because because it, it, the band was part of my school grade and if I didn't go I flunked, you know I didn't really care about that as a senior too much but but I wasn't a senior then so I was I was disappointed that I haven't gotten to see them that's that and that is a probably a tie with Genesis because the same thing happened to me with Genesis I had tickets for the Invisible Touch actually I was going to go see them in Philly and didn't have the opportunity I, I could have gone to see them I'm like I'll see them when they come to Tampa and that was when he messed up his back so they stopped touring. But those are uh, like neck and neck for me. Are those two? What about you? Alabama, the original. Did the original four Alabama? You never saw Alabama? 
Fucking, I'm 36. No. <laughs> no. You never want your mom and dad to go see them? I think your, your mom and dad used to go see them almost every year. I saw I saw yeah, without three, me. I, <laughs> I saw them three times with mom and dad. Really, They Alabama. literally left me at the house by myself once to go see Alabama. We came home, shit was on fire. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> goddamn barricades in the garage flashing. Oh, that shit. wasn't you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that, too. I forgot about that you. shit. No, okay. the original. I mean, they've been... They were at the festival a couple years ago. Um, they were somewhere else, but not the original four. Okay. You know, the drummer's been gone. Randy's still there, but the other two have Parkinson's and one has Alzheimer's, so. Oof. It's, yeah. The original four. It'd have to be Alabama. Hands okay. Down. That's a surprising answer to me. Yeah, I know. I'm surprising to everybody. That's all right. No, that, but that's cool, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, dude, I liked Alabama. I listen. I mean, I knew. I, I, you put them on. I still sing along. I still know the words. What about you? Well, there's a few. I mean, I fulfilled one that I wanted to go see when I was in Boise. I went and saw Judas Priest. I've always wanted to see them, and they've just always been out of the way. So I got to see them. Um, but the biggest one I wanted to see, and as close as they came to me, was in Vegas. And I couldn't get down to Vegas to see them, was Black Sabbath. Okay. With yeah. Ozzy? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't cancel that one? No, no. He, they were there. <laughs> That's one of the ones he didn't cancel. James and, I, James and I had tickets to go see Ozzy last year, and he fell i guess he fell down the stairs yeah and um broke his hip and rescheduled and we had and we didn't get our money back because they rescheduled so then he was scheduled to be here on uh, memorial day weekend yeah. and now he's developed parkinson's so he's going to be off getting treatment so i've i've never seen ozzy uh i would i wish i had i don't know that i'm going to get the opportunity at this point what's the worst concert you ever went to well i was gonna say before i say that the ones that I'm unfortunately not going to get to see as of this point, but I mean, oh, I've always right. wanted to see Rush, but you know, unfortunately not. Um, you know, Allison Chains as well, but I would have to say Steve Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble. Oh it man, it would be so badass to see them. It really would. He holds a special place in your heart, anyway. He's, oh yeah, he's one of your favorites. Oh yeah, yeah. I sure. know. I know he's going to be in your top five. Oh, yeah. Um, they were, they were incredible. Mm-hmm. That just because of not even necessarily the music they wrote, but just their ability to just hop up on stage and just fucking jam. Uh, and I think I think that that's what there's a lot of people that talk about how great a guitarist Jimi Hendrix was, and Jimi Hendrix was groundbreaking. But to me, Stevie Ray Vaughan beats him hand down because of what he who he surrounded himself with. His I think Jimmy's band was good, but Double Trouble was just yeah. I mean, fucking incredible. Yeah. Just uh, just they were tight. Yeah, twenty twenty minutes. Okay, uh, organ solo, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you in twenty minutes. Yeah. Right. All right. All right, I'm sorry I didn't mean to bypass you there. No, no, you're good. Worst concert you ever saw? Worst concert I ever saw. Well, I haven't been to a whole lot, so you know all the ones that I have been to have been fucking awesome. So okay, I'm gonna have well, to veto out of that. Okay, one. fair <laughs> enough. I plead the fifth. Yeah, uh, mine was when I was um, when I first went in the Air Force and I was stationed down in in uh, Pensacola, and I stood in line for three and a half hours in the pouring down rain to get tickets to. I think it, I think they were calling it the Monsters of Rock. It was one of those tours, and it was at the Superdome in New Orleans. So finally got our tickets, drove all the way down to New Orleans, and it was Faith No More, Metallica, and Guns N' Roses. And it was right after James Hetfield burned his arm. So he wasn't even going to be playing guitar. So Faith No More came out, and they put on a really good show. And then Metallica came out, and they put on a really good show. And then the wait started. Two and a half hours waiting for Guns N' Roses to hit the stage. And when they did, Axel couldn't even stand up. I left after, I think, maybe the third song. It was just horrible. Wow. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Man. 
two and a half hour wait. We waited for them to come out, and they sang two songs, and I couldn't even understand them. And I, we said, "Let's go." Well, they were the they were the uh, the, the bands that were a part of that infamous infamous riot that happened because yeah, um, they were on a double bill and they were changing nights, and something happened. I think that was the night that Hetfield burned himself. I it think, was one of the it was one of the the times uh, yeah. after that yeah and and then uh, they they're like the Metallica had to cut their set short and then they went to uh, they went to Guns and Roses and like hey we need you to help us out and Axel's like yeah my throat feels really weird I don't think I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna perform tonight and the people just like fuck this I mean you're at a Metallica and a Guns and Roses concert people aren't gonna leave nice yeah. they they started tearing shit yeah up. they're they're notorious for for just being it, really late coming out it, it was like they were looking for toilet paper and there wasn't any to be found yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about what about you? I didn't even pay for it, and it was horrible. Oh, <laughs> Backstreet Boys. It oh, the oh, oh, here we go. Oh, God, <laughs> you saw the Backstreet Boys? Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> With who? Ex bitch. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Where'd you see him at? Raymond James. No shit. And it fucking was pouring rain. Goo. <laughs> oh. It oh, was my. fucking horrible. We took. We, we went because it was her stepsister's birthday she was like 11 so the dad's like i'm not fucking going unless everybody's in misery <laughs> so there's like seven of us and it was fucking horrendous Ugh. oh man horrendous i'm with Vinny. i've seen quite a few concerts but i i'm not that guy that i don't i just don't care for crowds a lot mm-hmm. um i'd rather stay at home like everybody like uh, this year with the bucks you know is, is with brady and gronk let's go get let's go to the game i mean it would be fun to go to the game but i'm not dying to go to a game i'd rather watch it on tv um so most of my most of my concerts were handpicked but i did have one that i walked out on and that was a double bill with kingdom come and warrant mm. and i liked kingdom come and i still liked their first two or three albums from kingdom come and they were they would they were doing that alternating so one night Kingdom Come would open and the next night Warrant would open. And Warrant had some decent songs. I'm like, you know what? I can sit through Warrant for Kingdom Come. So Kingdom Come opened and I, I was like, man, this is fucking great. I left I left like after the third song from Warrant. Because Jamie Lane would not shut up. I thought he was Neil Young. He's like, hey, yeah, I want to talk to you about this song that we wrote. It was 1967 and I had this hooker in the back and what we were doing. I'm like, dude, just play the fucking song. And then they play the song and you're like, <laughs> this this is the song you talk. Yeah. I've never. This is a piece of shit. Uh, so that was at the that was at the fairgrounds over here at the fairgrounds when they fucking expo hall. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, saw Pantera there. That was pretty pretty crazy. Oh, <laughs> Run, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, I'll tell you that story here in a little while. All right. So, um, okay. Um, the best concert. Did we go? Did we do the best concert we've ever seen already? Because this is a hard yeah. one for me. Ooh. We did the best concert we've seen already. I think we did, but I don't think you did. I, oh, we, actually, no, we did. no, we didn't. We did. Who would we see? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah we didn't right, have yeah. a chance. Best concert. Who's the best you've ever seen, Vinny? What's Phil the Collins. best? Phil Collins. Phil Collins. That was he was damn good. I was fortunate that we got to do that. Uh, we saw him just recently last last. What was it? Uh, October, right? Yep. It was October. I was sick as a dog. God damn, we were oh, both. Right. You and I were both we sick were as a dog. Sick as shit. I missed work that day. That was because of Corona. I, I, yeah, I felt yeah. so. I felt so bad. I felt so bad for the way that went down because. We had I, I bought the tickets and I think we bought them in March because we were we were working out at the church mm-hmm. and um I bought these tickets I'm like yeah it's fucking sweet uh, it was September it was in September and I'm like yeah this is awesome we're gonna go we're gonna go and like five days before the show Susan says I'm gonna have to go to Miami and I'm like oh, okay no problem when she goes like next blah 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 and I'm like you're gonna miss the concert 
And she goes, yeah. And she goes, you know what? Ash really likes Phil Collins. G- give him the ticket. I'm like, okay, cool. So I call, I call Ash. I'm like, hey, man, Susan can't go. Do you want the ticket? He's like, fuck yeah, I want the ticket. <laughs> Bro, I'm literally standing outside with a fucking foam finger and a Phil Collins <laughs> yeah. hat. He calls. <laughs> the next day, she comes home and goes, hey, um, did you talk to Ash yet? And I'm like, yeah, he's going to go. And she goes, I'm not going to Miami. And I'm like, oh, shit. Aww. I felt so bad. It's okay. It only cost me 600 bucks. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I'm still paying for the concert, oh, too. Oh, that was, but that was, I mean, he's, he's old and he's messed up. And, and listen, I'm going to tell you right now, if Genesis comes around next year, I'm going. I, I, I don't give a shit if I got to sell a kidney. I'm going. But it was, it, was, it was a good concert. I got to see him on his other farewell tour. Oh, okay. And when he was a lot younger, and it was to see him walk up the stairs and the lights go out, and then you hear that doo-doo-doo-doo from, from oh, In the Air Tonight. That song started, remember I told you when they played that, yeah. you're just going to feel this note yeah. like coming up from the floor through your ass for that, for that beginning, and that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was just so, that, that, was a, that was a good one. What about you, Ash? It, it, either Phil or the Country Music Festival that was at Raymond James. Okay. It was, that was a good one. Bunch of big, jeez, uh, it was George Strait. Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, Reba McIntyre, uh, Jody Messina. Uh, they they suck now, but they're decent. Then Dixie Chicks were there. Um, <laughs> the Muggle Stones. I, it, it was all fucking day, all day. I mean, it was good. Phil is probably going to edge it, but those two were. I got gotcha. you. That was a good one too. Uh, Tool. Oh, nice. When I saw Tool, that saw was them, you saw them in Boise, it was, right? It was amazing. Even though you never saw Maynard, he he stayed by <laughs> he stayed beside the drum kit. And they'd shine a light on him every now and again. But he never he never came out front. He always stayed right by the drum set. But just from the light show to the sound, it was just it was amazing. I um we we had tickets to Ozzy and it got canceled. So he's like, dude, tool's coming. We're like, fuck yeah, let's go to tool. <laughs> Corona, done. Still got yeah. tickets. Still yeah, got we still tickets. got tickets. They ain't giving us our money still back yet, tickets. but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I I I've been to quite a few concerts, and I, I would have to say that that the best concert I've been to in terms of fun was the Monsters of Rock concert that I went to when I was in high school. You know, I was a junior in high school. And it was, at, it was at the old Raymond James Stadium, and it was Kingdom Come, Metallica, Dokken, Scorpions, and Van Halen on their OU812 tour. Oh, and it started at noon, and it ended at 11 that night. So as far as, far as that goes, I mean, obviously the couple of times I've seen Rush three times, the, the times that those are, I mean, those are near and dear to my heart. But I think the best music that I ever saw from a from a, a concert was the Who's 25th anniversary tour. They were there was at Tampa Stadium, and it was just they had a 25 piece band backing them up. Uh, they still had Entwistle with them. It, he had not passed yet, and you had Pete and then and Roger Daltrey. And Damn. I mean, it was it was it was three hours of just one rock anthem after another. And you know what? We're going to get to the list here in just a second. Pete Townsend's not a shredder, but I'm tell you what, that some bitch can play. And Roger Daltrey has got like an icon. It was, it was. They did this thing where they had on either side of the stage they had six banners that were vertical. And throughout the night, these banners would just kind of spin, and they would make these different, they would make these different uh, designs. Well, their closing song was "Won't Get Fooled Again." Of course, I mean mm-hmm. that's what who's going to close with. So that part where it breaks down and you hear the do 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 that the lights went out in the stadium. Oh, yeah. All the lights went out, and then when they come in with that, yeah, the lights kicked on, and those things had maneuvered to where it was one monstrous Union Jack, and it was just like the fucking lights came on, and Roger Daltrey's. Oh my God, I get chills just thinking about it. Wow, oh, it was so awesome. fucking cool, man. Yeah. 
Um, and you know what? You gotta like who for that to matter. But man, it was just. And we saw them on their 50th anniversary tour, and they were really good. Roger Daltrey still just belt belting those notes out. But there was just something. It was just the Who at the 50th, that 25th anniversary. I mean, they played songs from Tommy, and oh my God, I think I just came a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so Phil wanted us to talk about guitarists. Phil, I guess Phil likes to play guitar and. And we have all these different people here that that play or that that love music the way they do and all the different things we were talking about. So we were going to do our our top five guitarists. I feel it would be wrong to not throw guitarists out that we really love and then see where we rank them because there's going to be guys that aren't on lists here that definitely need some love, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to start off with a guy who doesn't get enough credit as a guitarist, and that's Prince. Okay. Prince yeah. Prince had, Prince was kind of he wasn't teeny bopper but he was more contemporary than he was anything else but if you watch Prince concerts especially in his Purple Rain era that son of a bitch you, you, oh my god you have to watch there's a there's a you I'll go to YouTube and search George Harrison's um um memorial concert and they had on stage they had um uh uh Tom Petty, and uh, they had the guy from ELO. I can't remember his name. Um, he was part of the Traveling Blueberries. They had, they had. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! Uh, damn, he was there too. Holy <laughs> shit! The guy, the <laughs> guy. God damn. Oh, yeah, George Harrison is more popular than Jesus. Uh, the guy that was in Steve Winwood. They had him on there. They had the, they had a guy playing the bass. But what happened was is they were going to play while my guitar gently weeps because that was. George Harrison, the story is that he only was allowed to have two songs per Beatles album that George and John, or Paul and John would only, they wrote all the music. And his one of his most famous songs that he wrote was One by Guitar Gently Weeps. It has a really good guitar solo in it. And Prince was going to play the solo, and something happened where Prince could not make the rehearsal. And they were like, hey, you know, we'll have such and such. He says, look, don't, don't even worry about it. I know this song. I'll be there. Prince shows up. You watch them play this video, and he absolutely destroys this solo. It's it's not like a shredding solo. It's just it was like technically perfect. And when he gets done, he just kind of takes his guitar, throws it to the guys in the back, and then walks off the stage. I mean, just without even trying, you have to watch the video. It's it, first of all, it's a great song. But when you hear like somebody that can play, but he moved on to like the that under the cherry moon and the Prince of the New Power Generation. And, and you know what? I liked Prince, but. My my definitive Prince album is is Purple Rain. Um, I was I was fucking bad shit for that. Super Bowl album. show was amazing. Probably the best. It is the best there have ever been. In the rain, it was raining. One hundred percent. I agree. Still just killed it. Hey, Jesus knew when, when he, <laughs> he needed to make, when he needed to throw some rain down, yeah. and he did. And it was it was the best halftime yeah. show that I've ever seen. Yeah. And speaking of halftime shows, can we get some Foo Fighters or something at some point? Can we get somebody that would be fun to watch? Yeah, we can do Foo Fighters. Sure. Yeah, we can since we make those decisions. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Let's do Why not? Fighters. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Some shit we can understand. Yeah. Just throw someone out you want to talk about. As far as top five goes. No, just some maybe maybe they're not in your top five. Just throw some. Just we'll just do some general. Well, okay, guitar good. talk. You know, I was actually gonna say you know because like you said just a minute ago you know there's a lot of guitarists that you know are definitely gonna need some love off this list and you know like one of them being Jim Root from Slipknot you know like I mean he was always you know. And I, I kind of really got into like the heavier side in like I want to say eighth grade because that was just like kind of when I got into like the whole like Slipknot Stone Sour. Kinda, that was like, when you started doing the heroin, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I kicked it now, so that's good. You know, so but <laughs> I only do it on Tuesdays. Yeah, man. You know, 
<laughs> but no, so I mean, that's like, like I said, you know, his guitar work is, you know, really, you know, next level for me, you know, like as far as the heavy side goes, you know, just at least because like his solo work and everything like that, like his techniques, you know, I feel that, you know, he's really um, not underrated, but I feel like I got to give him some love since he's not on my top five. <laughs> that's fair. And you know what? One of the things that I, we, we, I can talk, talk about with you a lot is there's a lot of people that will say, I don't like Jimmy Page. Okay, mm. that's fine. Mm. And and Jimmy Page, when you compare him to somebody like an Ingwe Malmsteen or an Eddie Van Halen, Jimmy Page is probably not that that guy. And it's not about how they play or let me take that back. It's not how they shred or technical they are with the with the instrument. It's how it speaks to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you listen to a David Gilmore solo. You you are not going up and down the fret bar. I mean, no. it is it is all about what he wants you to feel while he's playing that. And if you listen to a song and a guitarist can can put something out there that speaks to you, he doesn't even necessarily need to be a good guitarist. I said this to you yesterday. Poison, CC Deville, mm-hmm. Demille Deville, whatever his Deville, name is. Yeah. He's not a good guitarist. Yes, he can play the guitar, but when it comes to like being a technically sound, he just makes really good solos. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not hard to go. No, 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 no. I mean, their their music is. Hey, let's be honest. We all listen to Poison. Their music kind of garbage. It, it really is. It's it, a lot of bebop. Yeah, it's, it's but it's fun. But it's fun to listen to. Yeah. And and when you listen to his solo, you know, like I don't turn Poison off when they come on. I, I don't. I may not want to hear a specific Poison song, and I might skip to a different Poison song or something. But when he played his solos, that's what made. That's what got Poison recognized. Was wow, it's a really cool solo, you know. But it was. It was just a super simple. Oh, okay. I'm going to play the scales forward, and then I'm going to play the scales backward, and that's my solo. (laughs) But it's it's sometimes these guys don't necessarily need to be able to play 162 notes a second. It's just what they play and how it speaks to you. Uh, I've told Jacob all the time. It's sometimes it's not the note you play. Sometimes it's the note you don't play. Exactly. So you know, no nobody ever has to justify to me about why they like something. Mm -hmm. I may say, you know what, I don't really care for it, but I can see why you like it. Mm -hmm. Like people are like, I can't get into Rush totally understand it i totally understand it because they are different They're, yes and rush are both very different bands mm. and there is no like in between see that's another one <laughs> yeah i mean uh, uh trevor rabin mm-hmm. it was he was he's a really good guitarist um and he they have the one guy that used to be um in um he was in genesis too uh it'll, it'll come to me but it, so it, it's 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 just how it speaks to you like i i i I had a buddy in high school who loved um, ministry, and the guitarist was a classically trained guitarist. And he would play these solos, and it was literally like, I'm trying to make your ears bleed because that's how many notes I'm playing. And I didn't, it didn't speak to me, but I'm like, man, that guy can play. Yeah. And he loved it. So that's kind of what it's about to me. Absolutely. You got anybody you want to throw out there? Just a couple? He didn't make my list, but I remember watching him as a kid all the time on Hee Haw. Fucking Roy Clark. Oh, dude. Him and... uh, There's a lot of those guys that don't get credit for being guitarists. Roy Clark, Buck Owens, both can play. Dude, Ricky Skaggs. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Ricky Skaggs does a lot of banjo, though, so I tried to keep that out. But, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of people out there. When I tried to stick to five because I knew if Mike was be here for time's sake, that his top five hundred would take up a lot of the fucking show. He'd so, find and go, "What the hell?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you fat son of a bitch. I'm not fat anymore. 
So, yeah, I don't know. Roy Clark, I just remember him as a kid. And he just, every show, every single show, he would just sit down on a bale of hay and just play the guitar. Fire one up. And yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> you? Okay, mine's kind of out of nowhere. I don't know. You you might know who he is. I don't know if anybody, a lot of other people do. Um, like I was saying, um, big Judas Priest fan. I think he's probably got the best voice ever in music. Okay. Um, he can hit every note, everything else. And um, they came out with a new album, and uh, their lead guitar, K.K. Downing, great guitar player, became ill, and he couldn't couldn't play with them anymore. So they decided they were going to uh, get a new guitar player. His name's uh, Richie Faulkner. Okay, never heard of this guy before. When saw him in concert, I was just blown away by this guy. Wow. He is awesome. The guitar solo was just amazing. Is the new Judas Priest album good? Firepower is excellent. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. But yeah, this kid, you know, Richie Faulkner, just out of nowhere, you know, I don't know what kind of music history he had or anything else, but just, just to, in my, just me feeling just to step into somebody's shoes that's that established from a band that's been around forever and has played with that band and no other band except for that band and to step in and try to do things the way he tried to do it and do some of the older music they did. You know, the real old music, you know, like heading out the highway and uh, some heads are going to roll and stuff like that. And to step in and just, just knock it out of the park. I mean, I was amazed. Nice. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Lifeson out there, too. Alex Lifeson. I think Alex Lifeson is extremely underrated as a guitarist. Everybody talks about how great a bassist Getty Lee is. And he is. And of course, you had the professor on the drums. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, but Lifeson put stuff together that was perfectly fit what the other two were doing yeah. and he was also that type of guy that when when the era called for it he stepped back you know i mean that when you talk there's a couple of their albums like grace under pressure where he's got some good guitar solos but it's very keyboard heavy so mm -hmm. he just kind of hangs out he's, he's technically he's a very 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 good guitarist he doesn't shred a lot but he can shred yeah but the things that he plays they they're they're they fit and they're different i'm not going to put him on my top five list because that's too easy because i mean obviously um, he's too good to be on your top five list. Is what you're saying? Well, no, that would be like that would be like you asking me. Um, let's do top five bands. Well, why bother? Because you know what my number one is. So mm -hmm. I would leave Rush off and say my definitive number one is Rush. But these are who I want to talk about because everybody knows. Uh -huh. You know, what's your favorite TV show? I mean, <laughs> fucking as the world turns. You know, all day Guiding long. Light. As as oh, well, yeah, that's second. That's a close second. You know, it's going to be Miami Vice all day long. So, so I just I I kind of leave my de facto's off. I think the one we did a couple weeks ago was Saturday Night Live um, movies, yep. movie, and and we we agreed no Step Brothers because it's 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 going to be on the list. So, mm -hmm. um, so okay, do you guys just want to do the top five list now? Sounds good. You, you ready? Sure. All right. Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Vinny. I can go first. All, All right. right. So I mean, obviously, you know, like Greg just said a minute ago, you know, it would be too easy to say Jimmy Page, you know, because obviously that that would be a favorite. But you know, I would have to start with Stevie Ray Vaughan. It's just you know, I mean, like. I'm, you know, my heart's in the blues, so, you know, that's that's got to be number one for me. And, you know, again, you know, there's no necessary order that these can go in for me. They're just, like, top five. <laughs> yeah, I, you know? I got you. It's, it's, when you do something that of top five list, I've found that when you do a top five list about something that you really love or that you really are into, it's hard because, you know, and how do you compare, how do you compare Stevie Ray Vaughan and Eddie Van Halen? Right. You know what I mean? You, you It's totally... It's like trying to play. It's like trying to compare Weird Al to to Puff Daddy. I yeah. mean, it's they're both really good, sort of. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding, dude. You know what I found out doing research for this? Do you know that um, uh, he played guitar for David Bowie? 
I did not know that. The uh, Modern Love, uh, China Girl, and um, uh, the other song he had off that album, that, that, that album in like 82, 83, he's the guitarist on it. He Damn. was also the guitarist. He, <laughs> he was a lead guitarist on that monster Don Johnson hit, Heartbeat. You were talking about that yesterday. Yeah. I was trying not to laugh. Yeah. I was like, oh I mean, my God. Listen, that song was a monster. It was huge because it was Don Johnson. It's not a great song, but he was he was he's he's done a lot of studio work with people that you don't know that he plays it. And I was what are you laughing at? Don Johnson was a monster. <laughs> Duh. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Um But man, do you know it you when you hear Stevie Ray live and, and like we said earlier, when he and Double Trouble just yeah. I mean, there is something about Voodoo Child when he I plays know. it at, at um, uh, uh, Carnegie. Yeah, just man, just and you know what? That's not taking any way anything away from Jimmy. I was just about to but, say, you but know. man, that's that song was just oh. just yeah. and his version of Superstition oh, is man. just off the off the hook. It crushes it's it. Incredible. Go ahead. So we, in order, I got to go in order. I okay, just, I'm that's like that. no in order. Saul Hudson. Okay, number five. Well, you got to talk about him. Who's Saul Hudson? Slash. Oh, you didn't know that was his real name? Fuck no, I didn't. No, I that did. That's what I'm sitting there going, who the fuck I'm is like, that? Really? I'm like, is that bitch playing for the Mugglestones? <laughs> <laughs> he was with Fraggle Rock for Fraggle a few Rock years. Fraggle Rock Mugglestones? No, yeah, Slash, number mu- five. I don't know. He, uh, He's good, I've always man. liked him. He's good. You know what? All right. How can you play guitar and not even fucking see it? Right? Yeah. I just don't. I mean, it's like a fat guy when he jerks off. I'm yeah. surprised he hasn't walked off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to feel it, man. I just know where it's at. Just yeah. love the pillow. Um, <laughs> how did he just not walk off the stage? Because I, mean, I don't think he moves around very much when he plays, does yeah, he? He was stoned. Um, but no, Slash, number five. Let's, yeah, I mean, let's talk about that. Uh, Guns N' Roses, when they came on the scene with Appetite for Destruction, that's like legitimately the biggest rock album that's ever. That oh God, ever been yes, out. it's it's a monster, and there's not a bad song on that album. I get a little tired of Paradise City because it's overplayed, played, played, overplayed. Played, yeah. But man, you just listen to that, and when it showed up, you were like, "Dude, who are these guys? This is fucking incredible!" Right? Slash is now where they disappointed me was their follow up stuff. The Usual Illusions were good, but they were not amazing to me. They were like fifty fifty. The songs was either really good or it wasn't worth listening to. The Patience album when they brought that out that pissed me off. It went, was, down, it went down fast. I, I mean, was it so went down fast. I was so angry. But I'm gonna tell you something. If you like if you like Slash, listen to um, Slash with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Uh, there's one song on the first album that I've, we play quite a bit called Anastasia, mm. and he it, it it's Miles Kennedy is a lead singer from Alter Bridge who I really really like. I really like Alter Bridge, and he's got an amazing voice. But this this solo is probably like three minutes long, and it's just just fucking wow but he i he's really good and he does a lot of different things with a lot of different people which i think elevates his ability yeah. I, that's he can play with anybody he can yeah. he really can and wow that's a good pick i didn't even have slash on my list I know, how fucking right? sad is well, that i mean I come slash. on top five. He, he, he was he wasn't top five but he was on there i don't even have him on my on my page here i got i got what i got 16 18 20 here and i didn't have him on there that's did you have sal hudson on your list <laughs> no <laughs> sal sal, sal. What about you, James? Who's your number five? Uh, my number five is a gentleman that's uh, pretty much played pissed off his whole life because he got fired from a little band called Metallica. His name mm-hmm. is Dave Mustaine. Um, yeah, he, he's good. He, it's just amazing. I've seen him numerous times. I saw him in a little, like a shack over in Palmetto, Florida, right over the Skyway. It was like a little actual garage, but it was just amazing. Um, Hangar 18 
this song, it seems like it goes on forever, but it's just non-stop guitar. Yes. It's just riff after riff after riff. In My Darkest Hour, another one of my songs that I love. But yeah, I've always been a fan of Dave Mustaine. Um, I think he's patched stuff up with Metallica, but, you know, hopefully we get to see a, 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 they actually did do a Munsters tour overseas where they had um, Anthrax, Slayer, um, Megadeth, and Metallica. But I would love just to see a double bill of Metallica and Megadeth maybe tour one day. Ah, nice. So, yeah, that's my number five, Dave Mustaine. Um, I think that Metallica or Megadeth is a little underrated because when they hit it big, Metallica had kind of stole the thunder. And, you know, Megadeth was like the little brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think their name kind of scared some people off as well. Like, there's a lot of people who didn't listen, and I'm one of them, Iron Maiden, because of Eddie on the covers. You were like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, whereas Megadeth, they, you know, Vic, they had, they had yeah, Vic, yeah. Yeah, they had the, the, the guy, and it was always about death and destruction. Yep. And I think there's a lot of people that just kind of, but I, man, I, their um, Euthanasia album is probably, yeah, it is was amazing. so incredible. Yep. Um, okay. My number five is Mark Knopfler. Yeah, man. Yeah, you is, know, is he on your list? He is on my list. I was, you know, I was thinking about it last night, and I was just adding more people, and you know, he fi- he came to mind, and I was like, damn, how did this I is, not have him on here before? Is he in your top five? No, he's not. Okay, so this is what we do. Typically, when Mike and I are doing this, if if somebody takes one, you just substitute in another one that okay. you could. I I did not become very familiar with Dire Straits until the Brothers in Arms album, and that okay. was because that album had a lot of their critical success. Uh, with you know, um, money for nothing and um, you know, walk of life. Uh, the solo in Brothers in Arms is probably one of my favorite solos in rock and roll. Only it's it's not it's because of what you hear. It's mm-hmm. one of those he got more by playing less. Mm-hmm. It just it just sits in that it just sits in that groove. And he is, if you listen to his Sultans of Swing yeah. uh, solo, that is one of the cleanest most precise guitar solos you'll ever hear it's just there is no um we, and when and when you're playing the trumpet it you, they called it slurring where you would just go into the next note as opposed to actually stopping and playing the next note he there is no slurring it's he goes from note to note to note and I, he and his early their early stuff is so good his his solo stuff is very underrated. It is not commercially successful, but it is really really good. And it's not a it's not a bang your head type thing. It but this guy, just he it, it's it's like he speaks through his guitar. Absolutely. And I put him in the same category as the way Gilmore does it. He, yeah. it, it just so I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. And that album, um, both those albums that they had when they were the, as their biggest was uh brothers in arms and on every street i can listen to those albums over and over and over and over i think Plus, what makes him so talented too is that he you'll rarely catch him using a pick you know he's just all finger plucking that i didn't know yeah that's incredible yeah that's Pl- like, he said plucking finger uh, plucking <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify for our listeners <laughs> uh, all right okay uh you're number four vin i would have to say uh joe satriani mm. and yeah, he's just so innovative just bottom line you know it's just like nobody's like joe and you know that's and it's really tough for me because you know that puts him in you know the same you know category as steve Vai and you know eddie van halen and it's just like wow you know i just listen to him sometimes just like holy fuck man we <laughs> the last couple of weeks when we were working there that's all we listened to you and i yep. when we were riding in the van was was satriani oh, yeah this guy's been playing this guy taught steve Vai how to play 
That's, I mean, hold, damn, hold, shit. Yeah. I mean, right there, That I mean, thank you. We're, we're good. We're done. Um, the, the thing about Satriani to me is that, he, he, well, he started in, I think his first album was 86. It was 86 or 87, Not of This Earth. And I, I Flying in a Blue Dream to me, when it was when I was a, a, a junior in high school, and we listened to the hell, out, the hell out of this album. I mean, I wore it out. And I listened to it over and over, and I kind of stopped listening to him for a while because I'm like, ah, stuff's not that good anymore. And then something happened. Um, Susan knew that I liked Satriani, and she got me tickets for her birthday or Father's Day or something, and we went and saw Satriani at Ruth Eckert Hall. And, um, I mean, and he played, he played Crystal Planet. Uh, it was on his, it was on his uh, Professor Satya Funkilius tour. Nice. And he, that was the first time I heard Andalusia. Okay. And I was like, oh, God. And he plays this song, and he kicks into this song. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird because it's got kind of like, like this Middle Eastern feel. And then it just, about a minute into the song, it's, it's an eight-minute song. It is seven minutes of just getting down. And, and if you've never heard this song, you have to go listen to it. It's incredible. Um, and I sat there. Susan said I sat there, and my jaw was open. And at that point, I went back and started listening to all of his work. This guy can play any type of music, and it sounds good. And a lot of times we say that you know playing a guitar isn't about what you play, and he does that. But he also, he to me as a guitarist, has put together the most work that's good. Like, I think he's got like 22 albums or 15, 18 yeah. albums. He's got a lot of albums. And there's, and I'm like, oh, I don't care for this album. Let's listen to this one. And then at the end of it, I look at you and go, holy shit, that was a lot better yeah. than I thought it was. You can enjoy, yeah, he's got some songs that you're just like, eh. But man, just the amount of work that he's done is, mm-hmm. he was in my top five, so I got a substitute now. Oh, okay. No, that's, but man, that. <laughs> yeah, you were he, talking about that last night. I was mm-hmm. like, that's going to be on there. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be on there for somebody. And he was, and I figured he would be for you. He, he was up there. He was my number two. Oh, okay. So, nice. Yeah. You're number four. See if anybody else has it. <laughs> Carlos Santana. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah, I got Carlos. You got Carlos? Yeah. Mark yeah. off Carlos, puto. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's another one. I can't believe he's not on my list. Wow. Yeah, he, this, uh, he, he just, his style is so clean. Yeah. It is. It is. It's like, like you were saying, instead of going from just slurring stuff, it's, it's precise, it's laid out, it's, yeah, you can listen to it all day. That's the thing I was gonna say. You listen to someone like, like you said, Mustaine, who can can wail and and all these guys that can do that. Santana grooves. Yes, he, yeah. he's always got that. You know, I mean, and, and of course, his most popular song is that one with fucking Rob Thomas. And I mean, and that's a good song, but that's not Santana. No, yeah. Black Magic Santana's Woman is Black like, Magic yes. Woman and and stuff and Oyo Como Va and yep. stuff like that. And you just you just kind of find yourself like. I, I should be on an island somewhere with a, the palm trees over me because it's yeah. just I've got this vibe and and he and he is he's super super smooth and he's another guy that has done the right thing and put guitarists and 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 or not guitarists but band around him and has never really wanted to stand out front just no. wants to play the guitar yeah. you know that's where Neil Sean got his start was with Santana oh wow Neil Sean from Journey started out playing in in um, Santana's band I didn't know that there's a lot of people that started out playing in Santana's band. Damn. Yeah, if you go, if you look that up, that's incredible. That's that's a good one, Ash. Damn right it is. <laughs> so I was on my list. <laughs> or you could pull the, the the mic. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the one trick pony here because all my guys are just like the the, the music that I like. It doesn't it's, matter. It's, it's not very expanded, so I'm gonna let you guys do all the. 
you know, all the educated everything. So I'm just going to give you mine. <laughs> no, I'm going to be the one trick pony over here. <laughs> he but, hey, called me educated. But that's what we <laughs> yeah. said. That's what speaks to you. That's what you like. And that's what you appreciate. That's what you can continually go back to. There's nothing wrong with that at well, all. Well, my number four is like I was telling you last night, um, and I can understand why their lead singer is deaf. Um, the loudest controversy in my life was ACDC. Oh, it, yeah. it, damn near right blew my in. spine out. <laughs> when that first hit of guitar hit, I thought my head was going to blow off my body. It was so loud, but it was just amazing. So Angus Young is going to be my number four. Talk nice. about a body of work, right? Yeah. Um, I'm very cold. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know I was going to have to wear this for 20 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> but just his ridiculous outfits just, th- just throws yeah. you off when you see me. And he's so small. And you're just like, dude, how is this guy playing guitar like that? Yeah. But it was just, he's just massive, dude. He, he's really good. Yeah. I, I, and and it's he he's one of those guys that has the ability to put together neat riffs and good solos. Oh, yeah. Like some guys, like... um. Um, I'll, I'll use I'll use Van Halen. Some of Van Halen's I like. There's a lot of Van Halen songs I like, and there's two. We talked about this last night. There are two distinct Van Halens. There is Van Halen and there's Van Hagar, and it's different styles of music. Mm-hmm. Van Halen is a lot more bluesy, and Van Hagar is a lot more rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was able to do the things that he did, but he could put together a cool lick in a song and then play a good guitar solo. And there's a lot of people that don't have that ability. It's it's we're just gonna. We're just going to play a, a a rhythm and then play a guitar solo and go back to the rhythm. Angus Young doesn't do that. His songs, I mean, fucking Thunderstruck. Just, let's just talk Thunderstruck. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's the Who Made Who? Who Made Who? That, yeah. that, I love I love that opening line riff off of that. It's fucking awesome. A whole lot of Rosie. Well, that was, that's my that's my favorite. favorite. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite. And it's and it's my favorite simply because of the and that was Brian Johnson yeah. that sang. No, yeah. that, that was, was not, um, Malcolm. Or, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Malcolm sang that one. He nails it the way he sings it but then when that solo kicks in and you're like oh man that was a great solo oh shit it's bad (laughs) every time it gets me every time you just oh oh yeah all right cool oh my my number four i'm running out running out of guitars here because i know i know my other these other people are going to be on your list um you know what i i'll have to um i hope he's not on your list i gotta go with david gilmore yep I just yep. Is he is he in your top five? Yeah, he is. That's yeah. okay. That's uh, okay. I, I took Satriani. That's yours. G- G- Gilmore, G- Gilmore just he speaks to me. Absolutely. He, he just I think he speaks to a lot of people, and he has that ability to hold a note, and you're like, that is so awesome. When literally he could say, just put your finger here and strum, and there's your there's my solo. Um, just so it like transcends what that music was back then. I'm not a monster fan of early Pink Floyd, like Saucer Full of Secrets and Metal. There's some good songs on there, but when they first got together, they sounded a lot like the Beatles. Um, it was that type of British. And they when they when they kicked over um some of the things that some of the things that they have made, not even their popular songs. Their popular songs are really good. But I mean, like the final cut is one of my favorite Pink Floyd albums, and nobody knows anything from it because it was a, it was a, a it was a flop. Um, but there is just some things that he plays, and oh my god, it's literally like turn the lights out and give me a bourbon because I just have to sit and absorb this. That's 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 what he was, and I I, I love him. I I don't think he, he does. He he was. He was like the virtuoso of that of that generation. A lot of other guys were playing great solos, but he just he just was. He's the one for me for that from that generation. Nice, very nice. 
Three. I, I would have to say three for me would be Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains. Nice. Nice one. Yeah, you know, I just, you know, the same thing with Lane, even with his, <laughs> um, you know, like vocals. And just, like he did a very good job of harmonizing. You oh, know, yeah. like the, the thing that he did with his vocals, you know, Jerry did with his guitar work. And, you know, I found that very attractive for me, like as a musician, I guess, you know, just there's a lot of songs that, you know, drew me in to that style, I guess. Yeah, that was it's one really of eerie. It's like an eerie type of music. Yeah. It just kind of draws you they in. They use yeah. a lot of minor chords. Yeah. It's like, and dude, like when you're listening to it, you're watching a horror movie or like the old uh, old Dracula movies or something, and you hear that, mm-hmm. that chord. Yeah. They, they, they did their harmonizing were a lot of like minor steps, and it was... Um, Cantrell did some solo stuff too that was pretty popular, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, they were... Those two albums, their first two albums are really incredible okay. albums. I felt like their third album was really not worth listening to, mm. but I don't know that that was a product of them just not being good anymore or just having a hard time because Lane was probably fucked up most yeah, of the that, time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, like especially towards their later years, you know, he sadly just started to diminish, you yeah. know, just like slowly but surely. And, you know, again, it's just one of those things that's like, I guess it's just a style that I was drawn into. But, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a good one. That's not one that I even had on my list. Well done. Yeah. Nice. Dirt and Jar of Flies. Yeah. Just Both of those are, are great. Great albums. My, like I said, my only problem is I, I cannot, I just can't listen to them over and over because it's just like the grunge. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you just we, uh, we mentioned Pearl Jam a little bit. Uh, I don't know that they have any outstanding, like crazy musicians in their, in their band. I mean, they're good. Mm-hmm. But like, if you listen to 10, that, I, that's one of the best albums ever made. Mm-hmm. And then their next album was like, uh, I can use this for toilet paper. <laughs> it had a couple of good songs on it, but it was nothing like 10. But that whole grunge era was just, it's all exactly the same. Even though it was some of it was good, it just, I, I can't, I can't listen yeah, to it. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like they're definitely my favorite grunge group. All, you know, just like hands down. I, I can get on board with that. I think I think they had the, the, the best albums overall. Even the new Alice in Chains is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I like it a lot. I mean, it's, it's not... Alice in Chains, and I realize right. that, but uh, the singer they got, he does he does a hell of a job. I was just about to say, yeah, the singer that they do have, he does a pretty damn good job, you know, in, per- in you know getting close to that, yeah. you know. So definitely got their own sound now, but I still like it. Mm-hmm. Number three, buddy. I can guarantee you, none of y'all going to have this asshole on your list. <laughs> Jerry Reed. Damn it! Oh, yeah. Let me mark him <laughs> off. That I, son I of a bitch right could play, yeah. dude. He <clears throat> he did not get the credit that and he, like ninety percent acoustic. Yeah. And I love electric. Right. I have electric. I nice. love electric. But to sit down and pick up an acoustic and do what he did is uh and a lot of people know him for his acting career. Obviously Snowman. And- <laughs> yeah, but but his he was he had I mean and it was country, so they the, the yeah. guitar is different, but that guy could pick. I mean, he was really talented. Yep. He did a lot of music for the movies he was in. Almost did, all of the music. Yeah. Smoking yeah. the Bandit was all him. Yep. I don't know about Waterboy, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the early movies. How y'all like my new offense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's right there with Roy Clark. You know, at that growing yes. up listening to him, especially. Yeah. Um, okay. I got no problem with that at all. <clears throat> you better not. <clears throat> okay. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> sir, yes, sir. And the funny thing is, a lot of his hits, his country hits, there was no guitar in it, really. No, but if you get like his greatest hits album, yeah. like six of them is nothing but guitar. There's no singing at all. That's and, badass. You know, that's, that's oh, badass. I, I enjoyed it, especially being a kid. And that says a lot. Fair enough. Okay. <clears throat> my number three, I'm going to tell you my story. When I moved back to Florida 
I think it was, you know, I'll move back 97, but I think it was 1998. There was a band that I'd always wanted to go see, and all my friends when I was stationed went to go see them, and they said it was just a crazy show, and everybody was talking about it, and <laughs> I saw they were coming to the fairgrounds, to the little place there, the fairgrounds. Ash is laughing. Why are you laughing? I'm just thinking of some people he'd go see that would be fucking off the wall, like Depeche Mode. No, okay. no, no. <laughs> not not that off the wall. So um, they were coming to Tampa, and I got tickets, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. So I go to, to the expo hall there at the fairgrounds. It's, it's like a shed. It's pretty much a shit. I think it I've is. heard this story. <clears throat> and they've got the they've got the stands that come down, but the stands were pushed all the way up, and it was just floor, floor for as far as you could see. And they had a they had a sound booth in the middle, and they had two handicapped places. They had put these stanchions around it. Okay, so the place starts filling up and everything else. And I'm like, okay, where am I going to stand? I'm not going to go down here because it's going to be crazy down at the very front. So I said, let me go back here where the sound booth is and get behind where these where the wheelchairs and stuff are going to be. Nobody's going to hurt these guys, you know. <laughs> Who would do that, you know? So the place starts filling up, and they come out, and, they hit the fir- and the first thing he says, he goes, I want four fucking pits right here, right fucking now. And it just starts swirling and swirling and swirling. They destroy both the handicapped places. They're taking people <laughs> out of their wheelchairs and holding them up over their head like this. I moved to the very back. There's a garage door at the very back. I moved to the very back, and I was damn near outside watching the rest of the concert. It was just the craziest thing I ever saw. And that band was called Pantera. Oh, wow. So uh, my number three go. is going to be Dimebag, Dimebag Daryl. Amazing I, guitar player. He was really well good. missed. I, he was really good. And, and they're a group that they were very heavy, and they they weren't commercially massively successful because of that, but they got some good stuff, They had a man. huge following. They yeah, still they do. Did. People just clamor to have them reunite all the time. Yeah. I... I I don't know if I could go to a concert like that. that, that that's, like I uh, said, dude, I was damn near outside. But yeah, that's my that's my story. That's that's a good story, man. <laughs> I don't, you in your wheelchair. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> it's pretty much the way it I'm was. That, I'm taking that shit to the pawn shop. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to put in here that nobody else is going to. You know what? No one's going to have this guy. <clears throat> my number three, right? My number three is Brian May. Nice from Queen. Nice and. Queen doesn't get the credit that they deserve for the music. They they were, I mean, obviously, you know, everybody. My favorite story about Queen is I was talking to a guy one time, and I I, I was not worldly. I guess the word is when I was growing up, I I didn't I didn't pay attention to stuff like being gay and stuff like that. I mean, it didn't buy, it didn't matter to me, so I didn't I just didn't. And I was saying, you know what, I, I the whole time, man, I just I watched that guy play and 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 perform and everything. I said I really just had no idea that he was gay. The guy looks at me and goes, the name of the group was Queen. <laughs> I'm like, all right then. Yeah. Um, their music can be quirky, but if you sit down and listen to Queen, Brian May can fucking play a guitar oh, yeah. and um, can make what he's playing fit the song as well. And the way that that group worked together, and I still have not seen the doc, the the movie. What was it called? Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. I still haven't seen it. I want to see it. I, I just some of the solos that he that he would play were just crazy. And my favorite Queen album, believe it or not, is it's called "It's a Kind of Magic," and it's the soundtrack to the movie Highlander. It was it literally every song on that except for one is from Highlander, and um. That was the the song from uh, Iron Eagle, One Vision, oh, Fried yeah, yeah. Chicken. Yeah. At the end, um, we went and saw them in in concert that night. Remember, we, well, we went and saw uh, the Florida Orchestra does Queen. Yeah, and they had um, they had 
it's a group that tours and you know like like albums you know live albums mm-hmm. classic albums and that guitarist was not as good as Brian May but man Brian May just he, the things that he could make his guitar do and the way he could make things sound were just I think Adam Lambert isn't doesn't he do like a tribute with them now he, I think he's, he's actually like the, the lead, lead singer, singer. Yeah, yeah he's 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 singing they had um they had old boy from uh, Bad Company Paul Rogers was with them for a while uh, and they were touring I don't think they're touring as much as they were I think that their health is kind of deteriorating which makes sense i mean they're in their 70s for christ's sake but adam lambert was touring with them and i heard that they were really good with with them yeah you know so yeah plus plus when you listen to queen their melodies their harmonies oh my god excuse me i got hiccups everybody i was going to say about mark knopfler i think it takes a guitarist to step up when he sings and plays hell yeah i can't imagine how hard that would be yeah it's, I, it's really hard to do when you're playing the trumpet all right number two number two i would have to go with tom morello from uh rage against the machine absolutely yeah i was looking at him last night i was was like yeah wow yeah you know it's just i was thinking about it you know i I had to do some shuffling in my list here but you know thinking about it's like he was you know another one that was just innovative you know i mean it's just like i was uh watching a documentary on him one one time and he was you know Talking about he was like the only like black kid in his neighborhood, you know, came up playing guitar, you know, nobody was in the type of music that he was into and everything. So, you know, he really just, you know, took it onto his own and, you know, made a group that was what it is today. And I find that fucking awesome. He's black? Yeah. Yeah, you can't have him on his list, on your <laughs> list. <laughs> he actually does a, a show <laughs> on lithium yeah. on XM. Yep. And that's a damn good show. It yep. really is. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. You got to listen to it. Hey. Have to be like four or five o'clock because I listened to it on the way home from work. But yeah, it's he does like an hour and he just talks about new bands and music they did and stuff. Oh no shit, it is. It's really good. Nice. Lithium plays some. Lithium plays some good stuff, but they also play some really weird stuff. (laughs) They do, and it's hit or miss. Some days are great. It's you know, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. Uh, Audio Slave, and then the other days you have no idea who the hell yeah. it is. But. Yeah, they're planning a reunion tour too. Yeah, it was, in the, it was in the works for all this stuff started happening. I yeah, heard I heard. That. Yeah, yep. And that's another thing that I feel like drew me to Tom Morello a lot was you know like Audio Slave as well. You know, yeah. I mean like uh, Chris Cornell. I mean, you know, rest in peace. But yep. fuck, you know, it's just like all their music is just great. I I like I like uh, Chris Cornell as well. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one, Tom Morello. He was not even on my list. I I ran across him and I'm like, you know what? I really like um. Uh, Rage Against the Machine, but I never, I never listened to them hard. Like I've, I've never listened to one of their albums. Oh, really? Yeah, bro, Fistful of Steel. He's ridiculous. Yeah, I love that song. You ever heard that? I haven't. Yeah, it's I'm gonna good. write it down. Yeah, yeah a lot of times when I listen to um, Sirius XM uh, Turbo, they always, all these bands yeah. always talk about him. Disturbed, all great show, and all these other guys talk about how when they went to go see this show it was just amazing. Yeah, I was yeah, looking at him yesterday, and I was like, yeah, yeah he's, he's a hell probably of a, gonna be on there somewhere. He is. Nice. Yeah, the first song I heard by Raging Against the Machine was Bulls on Parade. I was like, all right, I'm done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is fucking badass, you know? The bass. Yeah. And that, uh, that is crazy. Yeah. All right. You got uh, number two? Yeah, number two. Great guitar player. Horrible pilot or co-pilot, whatever you want to say. <laughs> so Randy Rhodes. I was gonna, oh, I was gonna say I was gonna say Kobe Bryant. What? Yeah, him too. Oh, that's yeah, a that's a given though. I knew that's a given. Yeah, yeah but still, that's we did a top one. five. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. No, I mean he. I got to write him down just so that he's on the list. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so, and you yeah. know what? I did not know this until last night. Um, I shouldn't have known not to argue with him. I did not know that Randy Rhodes was not the guitarist on Bark at the Moon. Oh, really? Randy was only with him for two albums. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, Jakey e. Lee. Yeah, what was the, what the two albums that he was on? Um, um, Blizzard of Oz, Oz. and um, Diary of a Madman. Diary of a Madman. 
He only yeah. was on with him for two albums. And I think albums. it was Diary. Ozzy said he locked himself in the studio for like four days yep. just trying to get to get it down and finally got it. For and, for what? Crazy Train? No, I think Diary of a Madman. Oh. Yeah. Well, Crazy Train is the one that's always talked about as being yes. one of the hardest songs to play. Um, I knew numerous guys that try to play it and they just murder it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's still one of the hardest ones to play. Can you play it? You, have you ever tried to play it? Have Crazy you Train? It? Yeah. I actually have tried to play it and I'm actually still working on it. I won't, <laughs> I, I, I won't, I won't lie and be like, yeah, yeah, I can play that shit. Yeah. Nah, that's actually one that I still have to practice. But yeah, yeah. that's that is a good one, man. Yeah. His, his, um, his songs that he contributed to his guitar his solos were great i mean mm-hmm. the guy could play but he he had like that gift that he could write a great song mm-hmm. you know what i mean I, it was just like i was saying sometimes you you just play the rhythm he had that ability i think if you go to i think it's i think it's blizzard of oz i think it's like the first 5 songs on that album you could just put on a loop and listen to for the rest yeah. of your life mm-hmm. it's now after that it kind of there's a couple of them that went like countryish type you know and, and you're like okay i i but man, I can only imagine having that cassette and playing side A and then having to rewind it, you know, or fast forward because you're not interested in B. But the five, and I, and I can't remember what the five songs are, man, but they were, he, that, that guy was, he could play. See, you know, that solo for me is like beat it, with like Michael Jackson with Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. It's just like, that solo is so fucking good. I don't want to play it. I just have to sit back and listen to yeah. it, you know? Yeah, what I'm gonna tell you what I did not know a lot about Van Halen when I heard Beat It the first time because that was 1983. Yeah, and when I heard that, I was like, "Wow, Michael or Michael's got a good guitar player." Because most of Michael Jackson's songs didn't have a guitar solo in it. And then I found out that it was this guy. I'm like, "Oh, I gotta figure out who that." And I was like, "Holy balls!" Yeah. Um, yeah. When I first heard that song on the radio, I was like, "What? It? What? 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 The what?" <laughs> Randy, that's a good one, Ash. Randy you. Rhodes, you're Thank welcome. You. And you know where they crashed is right here in Florida, too. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. you can actually go see it still because they were getting their bus worked on at a coach works, and the coach works is still there where they crashed. Yep. You can actually go to the crash site. Do they know what happened in that play, in that crash? Was it a pilot error? Or? It was, was pilot error. Yeah. Randy wasn't. He was a passenger. He was a passenger, But yeah. the, the pilot was like the one of the coordinators or something for the crew, for the band, Yeah. and they were buzzing the bus, and he was high on crack and they buzzed the bus and crashed Flipped it. Oh, yep. God. and then crashed into the house and ozzy thought they were still driving and had been in an accident him and sharon jump up run outside and the house is on fire and the plane's on fire yeah yeah read into it it's, it kind of sucks because he was actually the only one on the plane that wasn't hopped up on crack there's oh, a couple of documentaries out there that talk about it there's like three or four that i've seen <clears throat> that, that talk about that day and what happened yeah they were just so. trying to wake up ozzy and buzzing the plane and got see that's the same oh, motherfucker that would take clorox pills <laughs> Let's not ass. talk about Kim. Come on, inject my soul. <laughs> well, God, dude, look, you know what? I want to beat the shit out of him for what he took away from us. That's what I want to do. I know he's dead, but still, yeah, twenty six, young. Yeah, yeah, not, young. not very old at all. Nope. Can you imagine the career he would have had. That's what I'm saying. Still have now. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Because he went, he never would have left Ozzy. No, they were they no. were like brothers. It they, was like his son. Yeah, they never. They Every never... year he puts out tributes to him when he on the day he passed away he has tributes all over the place. He was like, and he says it. He was, he was a son to me. He tore him up pretty bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tore him up really bad. Yep. All right. So you got a number two. All right. My number two is, you know, just like uh, Ash was talking about, Randy Rhodes, another great guitar player that Ozzy recruited, uh, Mr. Zach Wild. Nice. Yep. Um, just, just aggressive guitar players. The only way I can say it, mm-hmm. one of the most aggressive guitar players I've ever seen in my life. He just, he, even with Ozzy, he takes command of the stage. 
He just doesn't let anybody, you know, say anything to him. He just takes command of stage. You know, Black Label Society. <laughs> Jesus. You know, a buddy of mine just saw him at concert. He goes, I, he goes, I can't believe I just saw that. He goes, the best guitarist I've ever seen in my life. Zach Wild could play, man. Yeah. And then when he showed up, when he showed up on the um, uh, No Rest for the Wicked album, and everybody's like, who the fuck is this guy? Because yeah. this guy is, and it just, I like I said last night, I feel like Ozzy held him back on Osmosis and No More Tears, and uh, there was one more that he was on. Um, he didn't let him didn't let him wail yeah. the way that he could he could but when he got the opportunity he made the most of it well that was kind of one of the reasons why he wanted to venture out and get his own band because then he could kind of run things the way he wanted to mm-hmm. he was still loyal to Ozzy but you know th- th- Ozzy was kind of going a little bit more towards the contemporary side you know that it used to be um, so he just decided he was going to go out and do his own thing um, and you know he does a great job you know and and the new Ozzy album I like it but not having Zach on there and knowing what he can do, it just it kind of irritated me how you know he let Post Malone do a lot of that stuff. I don't care for Post Malone, and that's just my opinion. But I think he took over a lot of that album, and I think it could have been a lot better. I will say this: I think Ozzy's last three albums have been three of his best. I think he was tanking, and I think Post helped him a lot because he wasn't connecting with the people nowadays. Yeah, and yeah. I, that's fair enough. Uh, I, that's fair enough. I, I think uh, Scream and um, Black Rain and this new album are really, really good. There's a couple songs on them that you're like, okay, that's not that great, but there's a couple songs that you're like, wow, that's really fucking good. Under the Graveyard's good if they'd stop playing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's um, like we were talking yeah. last night. We were listening to some music, and uh, we were listening to um, Ultimate Sin. Yeah. He, he admits it. That was his worst album. He hated coming to the studio and making that album. It's that's, an awesome album. That's my that might be my but favorite Ozzy album. He hated making that album. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that had to do probably with the fact too that him and Jakey e. Lee probably weren't getting along really well. Yeah. Uh, there was there was issues that they were dealing with because of the way Sharon handles the music business. Um, literally telling them, "Oh, you wrote that. Go ahead and sign it over because it's ours now." Um, oh, you drugs. Not, you, yeah. He'll drugs. admit a lot of that yeah. album was drugs. A lot of yeah. Snort so, dance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eating bats before before it was yeah. cool. <laughs> Um, okay, so I that's that's still a good one. That's a damn good one. Uh my number two, I'm probably gonna go with old slow hand. Gotta put Clapton up in there, right? None, yeah. none of you motherfuckers are. Hey, I, he was on mine. I know. <laughs> that you know what? He's not a whaler, but he's just you know, you know, I can't believe I didn't think of him until now. I he, really can't. He he's Clapton is a guy that I think has a lot of commercial success that you don't know about. He had a couple of albums in the 80s that probably were commercially his biggest. Uh, Journeyman, I think, was one of them. And then there was another one. And then he had his biggest hit was that Tears in Heaven yeah. from the, the that Rush movie. Not Rush the band, but the name of the movie was Rush. Well, he wrote that because his son passed away or something. His son fell he? out of the window of their penthouse um, in New York and died. And um, But when you listen to his music, even when you listen back to the old blues stuff, before you get to like Cream and Blind Faith, well, Blind Faith I think was before Cream, the Yardbirds, the things that he does with the guitar, it's just like it's like it's an extension of his hand, and the solos that he plays are not like a Zach Wild or a so like it's but they're they're precise and they're and they're just they had they have heart mm-hmm. and I mean he's he's everybody says he's the best because he is one of the best and you can't leave him you can't leave him off I. I love his music. I probably don't love 
listening to Clapton as much as I love listening to, you know, like the way I listen to Van Halen or Satriani or something. But man, Clapton was just he he was he's a genius and yes. has has been for what fifty years, sixty years. Oh yeah. And look at the bands that he's been in and the hits that he's had. Oh, Shit. Yeah. yeah, you can't leave him off your top five, but I fucking no. did. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, I'm I I I did not have a I I, I had a top five in my head. Knowing that I was going to be routing, I knew I knew the, the Satriani was definitely going to be in my top five. Everybody else that I've put in there has kind of been playing off of what you guys have picked. So um, I got a couple that are going to get honorable mentions here in just a minute, but that's my number two. All right. So your number one is, and you know this is tough because you know like I was actually just thinking about it a few minutes ago, you know, because like looking at this list again, it's like yeah, do I want no? But I'm going to have to go with uh, Adam Thomas Jones from Tool. You know, oh, nice. Yeah, because <laughs> nice. you know he's you know. When it comes down to it, he is the most, how do I put this? I, I want to say technical, but I want to say developed at the same time because, like, his pattern switch-ups, you know, everything in his, like, just technique of playing is just, like, so fucking cool to me. Like, it's always something that you could spend time practicing and studying and, like, mastering. So that's what I find very interesting and, like, attractive about his style. That's awesome. <laughs> nice one, yeah. Damn right. I, I would not have put a guitarist from Tool on here, even though I like the music. Right. I did not like the last album. Right. I did okay. not like the last album. I just, we talked about it in the van that day. Oh, yeah. I've tried to listen to it three times and I can't even get through the songs. It's just not, it's not there. Yeah. It's I hear like, you. it's like they sat down and said, let's just put some, some stuff out and people are going to eat it up. I don't, I don't feel like they put any effort into it. I feel like there was a lot of expectancy off the newest album that wasn't there. You yeah. know, like, I mean, it's not like Lateralis or, you know, 10,000 10, days. Yeah. Yep, 10,000. We listened to some of that last night. Yep. Yeah, it's just it, it they the, the the way that they did the music on it was just it's kind of it was to me it feels like they phoned it in. Mm. Let's make a 15-minute song that has all these different little weird weird sounds in it. We'll, well plus them, you're not on DMT while you're listening to it, so you know that yeah, helps. True. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> nah, but yeah, I hear you. All right. But but still, I mean I can I can jam out to some tools. <laughs> right? I can lie. Like, and I was just jamming out to two on the way over here. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, you knew who your number one was. Hell yeah. Well, number one? Actually, it was different from up until recently, but that's okay. That happens. <laughs> well, who, was, who was your original number one? Well, I was initially going to go with David Gilmore, but, okay. you know, like I said, and, you know, I actually swapped a couple around because, you know, I was also going to say, you know, John Frusciante from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers as well. You know, he was right yeah. up there with him. So yeah. it's like, it's really tough. <laughs> no, it, it is. And when you love something like this, that's fair enough. Number one, Ash. <laughs> Give me a smoky room and some whiskey and some neon lights and BB King. BB King, yeah. Oh shit! I knew it. I knew it was just, coming. He's on my list. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, you just—I don't know. You're like the other guys, I love them. You can listen to them at some point. You get a headache. You know, you just yeah. gotta turn it down. BB King. BB King was a wizard. Just let it go. He, that's the only—that's the only way to describe him. He was a wizard. He could do whatever he wanted to do with that guitar with Lucille. He could do it, and, and it sounded good. And it talked. Yes, I it mean did. it really. He had no words, and it it could tell a story. I, I, I agree. And he he is. I think I think that he's the father of rock and roll. He is the person that made the blues popular enough that people wanted to be the Rolling Stones and Jimmy Page mm-hmm. and uh, you know Eric Clapton. He they, because the blues was the 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 for the forerunner for the 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 sixties. Absolutely. Uh, 
the word is escaping for that monstrosity of era of music. Mm-hmm. You listen to Zeppelin, there's a lot of blues in it. You listen yeah. to the early Rolling Stones, it's very blues heavy. There's a lot of bands now that are rock and roll that are still very. I mean, the Black Crows when they showed up in the '80s, they were 100% blues. Um, you know, the White Stripes. They got a lot of blues in in their music. Uh, you wouldn't think it to hear the song, but they do. And yeah. and BB made it cool. You yeah. weren't sitting on a porch listening to some, you know, some guy play the guitar. You were you were in the smoky room and you were paying for it. And uh, I've been to his club on Beale Street and it's fucking incredible, man. He's nice, yeah. so Absolutely. cool. Yeah, I spent a year in Memphis when I was in the Marine Corps, and I've been to Beale Street several times, and that's a that's a fun place. Damn. But, BB Kings, that was that was that's fucking cool. I kept waiting for him to come back and play, but he was just didn't do it that much then because it was a it was ninety one. Mm. I mean, he was still playing and doing stuff, but he you know he was off making real money, not at his club. Yeah. So that's a good one. I like that. I like it too. I feel good. <laughs> I feel good. I feel really good that I've got this list here, and almost all of them are marked off. Because of other people picking them. So I, I feel like I knew what I was talking about. I was going to say, did you ever find the, the name of the guitar player we were talking about last night? I okay. did. Um, There's two of them. Well, my number one was has already been mentioned, but I'm going to mention it again. It was Mr. Randy Rhodes. Um, but I'm going to mention somebody else, too. Uh, I know I'm in, I'm, I'm in hostile territory here with these two gentlemen here, but um, at a Gators game, when the fourth quarter hits. All right, think goodbye. And the song "I Won't Back Down" comes on. It just—I still get goosebumps. Uh, Mr. Tom Petty. Yeah, he. I was love nice. Tom Petty. Hell yeah! So yeah, so that's that wasn't my number one, but I wanted to mention him because he was on my list. So I'm going to go with him, uh, Tom Petty. I, that's a good one. I mean, what a body of work! Yep. What? And you know what? You don't really realize what a guitar player he is because he doesn't—he doesn't flaunt it. Yeah. But in the um, what's the running down a dream? Yeah, I was just about to say that guitar mm-hmm. solo. I, that was—I would listen to that tape and I'd be like, "Come on, hurry up, get to that song. That's yeah. something I want to hear." Because the way he gets down, and when you see him play live, he's got—he's just when you saw him play live. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never did. I always wanted to, but never did. I, I didn't see him in concert, but I've you know seen like some of his the, concert the, stuff. Yeah. He—it's like it's again—he's one of those guys that that guitar is just an extension of his arm. He just. He plays it like yep. it's yeah. not even yeah. No Vin, effort. Vinny and I made the uh, we went, when we went saw uh, the G three concert yeah. with um it was Joe Satriani, Phil Collin, the it, guy from Def Leppard, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, the guy from Dream Theater. I can't remember yeah, his name. John, John Janini or something like that. G- John, yeah, uh, yeah John something. Yeah, John Frusciapepi or something. Dream Theater, another another great guitar. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Good lord. Um, I like to try and listen to them, but their music. They try and do too much with it. it. It stops and starts, and you're like, "Come on, mm-hmm. just let me let me groove." Satriani, the way he gets on stage, and he's just like wailing, and you can see in his head, he's like, "Did I turn the oven off? <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, am I supposed to go somewhere with my wife tomorrow?" It's just like they're not even trying. Now I know that they do it professionally, and they don't have to think about it, but it's just amazing to see that he's doing that stuff and just kind of like, "Hey, look at her. She got some big boob." You know what I mean? It's just it's, <laughs> yeah. it, so it's when just you natural. when you see somebody like, and that's what Tom Petty did. Tom Petty just kind of yeah. he was on the stage and, "Hey, Phil, what's going on? Hey, yeah. Carl." Because <laughs> it was all Memorex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're thinking Millie Vanilli. Like, gosh, shit! I stopped playing. Damn it. <laughs> So, I mean, he may not be necessarily my number one, but nobody's mentioned him yet. I'm the, la- I'm the last one, right? I'm yeah. last? Yep. No one's mentioned Eddie? And you know, that's, I was going he's, to. He's, that's a, he's he... a given. I mean, yeah. just like okay. I said, he's yeah. a given. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, 
but he is he's definitely worth mentioning yeah oh, well yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about him in a second then all right so then i'll go with this guy um because of the what i've learned and found from them the name is dave murray and adrian smith any guess you know I know because we were talking. Yeah. About it. We were listening to it last yeah. night. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. I'm drawing a blank though. That's Iron Maiden. Okay, they have two guitarists. Okay, and they share solos. And some of the songs they play, they they are in the solos together. Um, Dave Murray has been with the band since the beginning. Adrian Smith came in in 1980. Um, the music that these guys have written, I mean, they've got like. 32 albums or something like that and they're not in the hall, uh, rock and roll hall of fame first of all what are we doing yeah. what, what are we what are we even doing here um the things that they play are extensions of the song to me you have this great song and then you have this great guitar solo and just about the time you think that the solo can't get any better it does mm-hmm. and even the hits that iron maiden had weren't really radio hits because they weren't popular on the radio, mm-hmm. but they had that cult following like, you know, uh, a tool or a Pantera, stuff like that. They're just, they're, they're technically, technically you listen to them, they're sound. They, they, they're, it's not, it's not sloppy. Sometimes you hear guitar solos and they're sloppy and they're just, they're there at like this very high level of, for, for a long time. You know, even when Bruce Dickinson left, I don't care for Iron Maiden without Bruce Dickinson. I don't like the guy that they have as a singer. The music was still pretty good. Yeah. But the song was like, you know, like, yeah. I know that they yeah. say that the guitarist makes this, the, the, you know, the music makes the band. But let's be honest, you don't listen to a shitty singer with great music. It just, it just doesn't no. happen. So, yeah. um, but they, they tell pig, a story. <laughs> yeah, they, they tell a story. You know, just like somewhere in time and Power Slave. Yes. They tell a story throughout the whole album. It just goes from one song to the other, and they tell a story, and it actually makes sense. Not a lot of bands do that anymore. No, the Queensrÿche did it. They had a lot of their album, Operation Mindcrime. They told a story. But um, it to me, a lot of bands these days they don't actually like tell you a story in their music. Yeah, uh, I mean they have a song that's based on a on a poem, "Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner," mm-hmm. and it's a great song. They got a song about Alexander the Great. I it just but the, the music that they put with that stuff is was really, really, really good. Anybody got honorable mentions? Somebody they just want to throw out that they didn't that they didn't mention didn't mention. You don't have to talk about them. Just get the name out there. Brad Paisley. Jeff Healy. He can fucking play. Yeah. Jeff Healy was really good, man. Jeff, I mean to be. To be blind, Barry McCockner. That guy, <laughs> that guy could play too. Right. I, I mean, I got. He's I gotta, normally hidden, so you don't hear a whole lot about him. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, I, I got Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. Oh hell yeah! Right? I mean, this guy's been playing music for thirty years, and and again, we're right back to that blues, that blues feel. Yep. Um, Mark Tremonti is one of my favorites. Oh, is he from Creed, right? Mike Tremonti yeah. was a guitarist for Creed, but he's also the guitarist for Alter Bridge. That's right. And you know what? Everybody makes fun of Creed, and they probably should because. But I'm gonna tell you what: they had three really good. They had four really good albums, as far as I'm concerned. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, I liked Creed. I, I did yeah, too. I, I hey, lie. we went and saw them. Yeah. Um, That's another band that I grew up around. You know? Yeah, because they, they were huge then. They were uh, one of the. What was the guy in the Afternoon Drive's name? But 98 Rock called him the House Band because they played him so much. Yeah. Oh, um, you know, but I mean, he 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 writes really good songs, and then he has a really good guitar solo come into. If you're not familiar with Alter Bridge, their first three albums are <clears throat> top to bottom amazing. Mm. There's not a song on it that you don't want to hear. They've kind of dropped off as far as like overall quality on the album, but there's still a shitload of songs on the albums that are really good. Um, anybody else got anything? I had to mention Mr. Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. One Absolutely. of the most well-known guitar players. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Pete Townsend. 
Oh, oh yeah. Got to throw him in there. I mean, that bitch is so good, he's deaf. Yeah, I know we <laughs> went over it earlier a little bit, but, you know, Alex Lyson from Rush, again, you know, I mean, you know, their switch-ups and pattern changes, you know, he was just another, he was just as innovative as a musician as the rest of them were, you know. I mean, they, those three made Rush. Yeah, Rush, he, I, I agree. They, they're, that's something that happens once in a whatever that you're fortunate enough to have people that are that talented get together and can get along. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bands that are have super talent and they're you know Dokken is the one that comes to mind. Yeah, Don Dokken had one of the best hairband voices out there, and George Lynch was one of the best guitars. Yep. Uh, I don't have him on my list because his body of work was so small. But man, that Dokken was great, but they just they, they couldn't work together. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't understand that. That blows my mind. Um, this guy has some of the most iconic guitar solos in, in rock and roll history, and that's Neil Sean. Yeah, everybody knows uh, fucking separate ways, and sent, I mean, uh, put that band together, uh, basically pieced it pieced together from people from Santana's band. Mm-hmm. And my last one that I have, um, actually, I have two: George Harrison. Mm. I mean, oh yeah, the, the, he could play. He never got to unload, but man, I mean, when you do what the Beatles did, they got to be mentioned. Yeah. And I, I always love Chris DeGarmo. He was the he was the guitarist for Queensrÿche up to and through the Empire album. Uh, Queensrÿche changed tremendously. They were one of they were my favorite hair band because uh, Jeff Tate's voice is just so incredible. But Chris DeGarmo's songs were awesome. But as soon as he left, <laughs> just right off just right off a cliff. Like yeah. Operation Mindcrime is one of the best hair hair albums ever made. That album that album is just fucking incredible. That yeah. it? We Another good? one that actually just came to mind is uh, Mick Mars from... Uh, we were uh, just talking yeah, about Motley that Crew. last yeah. night. Motley Crue, yeah. yeah. He, he had to correct me. As, as, as much as I know about Motley Crue, he had to correct me because <laughs> I said Mick Mars was the bass player. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 he's not. He's a guitar well, player. I'm like, well, oh, yeah, he is. You know Nikki Six is the bass player. Do you know why he's the bass player? Because when Nikki Six decided that he wanted to be in a band, he didn't have enough money to buy a guitar. So he went in on a guitar store and he pulled a scam and he stole a guitar off the countertop. And when he got home, he realized he'd stolen a bass. <laughs> I think that might be in their movie on Netflix. It was that's where I learned yep. it from. Was the was the, the, the book. book the dirt? Yeah, did the chick that he was banging just to have a car to get around? Is that who drove him down there? I don't know. You remember that? I I don't. I'll, I, I think my, he was pretty young when he stole it actually, because he was like still a kid. And then his mom came into his room and saw the bass and everything. She's like, "Where'd you get that?" And then you know they got. I remember this, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that from the book. Now the yeah. biggest thing I remember from the book is David Lee Roth sitting at a table with a pile of cocaine, telling him, "No one touched this cocaine. This is my cocaine." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Everybody else is like, "Damn, can we just?" get a taste he's like fuck you this is mine he's Shit. taking kilo bags dropping it on the table <laughs> that was when they were living what they called the roach house yeah the, uh, and there's a lot of hairband guys out there that were really good guitarists that could shred that just didn't they didn't have a large body of work you mm-hmm. know what i mean there was just because it was such a you 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 kind of hit and miss in that era but man i had a lot of fun talking to this stuff guys Hell i, yeah, I thank good. you very very much i got much. one more that I, I can't believe is not on anybody's list and it, it it probably wouldn't have been on mine but I like a lot of his music. Um, is uh, Neil Young? I like Neil yeah. Young. Oh, yeah. Neil Young. He's a good so, guitarist. Yeah. So yeah, uh, if, he, if he'd play, if he'd shut up and play. Yeah, yeah. He's he's kind <laughs> of a political. He likes to talk, but yeah. yeah. You know, like we said last night, if you throw him in there, you probably got to throw the edge in there as well. I had the edge on you there know, too. I mean, uh, t- t- there's you can take and hit. You two's kind of hit or miss with me. They have a lot of songs that I like. Uh, I I kind of put them in a category like the Rolling Stones. I'm not a Rolling Stones fan, but there are several Rolling Stones songs that I can listen to. Like I can listen to Street Fight Man all day long mm-hmm. or Monkey Man. Um, the Rolling Stones were very very good in the early '70s. 
in the mid seventies, when they got to the eighties, they t- uh, I think Tattoo U was like eighty one or eighty two. That was it. They were done after that. They have done. They should have broke up because they haven't done anything good. I, I think Keith Richards is overrated as a guitar player. There's a lot of people that think he's great, but uh, the Edge to me had some super cool licks, in innovative innovative sounds. Um, there's a, my my favorite U two song is song, it's called the Wire. It's called Wire. Mm-hmm. It was actually featured in an episode of Miami Vice. That's the only reason I even know about it. But I go back and listen to it, and it's yeah, right. What a, what a surprise! All the shit. But it was it's it's just the song is just it's that eighties driving. It was just it's a really good song. So uh, his popular stuff is popular is is good. But they again one of the situations where what you have on the album is better. Um, thank you for listening, uh, Vinny. Very much, Ash. Thank you, You're James. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I you, James was all nervous. He's like, I don't know. As a podcast, I, you, you did fucking great, man. I wasn't nervous today. I was nervous last night, but I kind of got through it. I got you. So this is my number two podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I really appreciate you guys coming out here on a Sunday uh, and and braving this. Thanks for forcing me to take some time off. Yeah, (laughs) I hope hope we don't get arrested for having too many people in the house. But uh, (laughs) uh, guys, we'll be back this week with uh, another episode. We're uh, Top 5 for Fighting, uh, G Bishop 7-2. I don't know if any of you guys want to throw your Twitter handles out there. If you got anything you want to sell or pimp or anything like that, I mean... Yeah, if you want to check out some music, go hit up my Instagram page, Vinny double underscore David. Check it out. Vinny double underscore David? Yep. Guy's got some good songs. I've heard a couple of them. I, I enjoy listening to him. Um, hey, this was a, this was Phil Eddie's uh, brainchild because he decided he wanted us to talk about music. So thanks, Phil. I appreciate that. If you guys got something you want to hear, holler at us. Give us a shout. And uh, you know what? Stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Let me tell you something about this monstrous Leviathan. Hand goes up. Please don't tell me that he's going to ask. Just wait. When does he kill the vampires? How do you feel about that, Ash? I could not care less. I think we're just going to have to clockwork orange your ass. All right. Wow, that's a good one. Thanks for bringing the room down, Richard. That sounds good. I was literally I can smell the freedom. He always buries something. Here's the precursor to this story. When I first like met a cat Nick. in a litter box. <laughs> All right. Good one. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. You know, whatever. And now I have a son in that same infantry. Literally. And it's it's just it's amazing to me. <laughs>